Welcome back to WTF in Vanadil with Spicy and the Fox Danger. And today, cool topic. Uh, pretty much what we do now is, what is it, less than 24 hours ago, Fox, I said, when it's the day for the podcast and you have no topic, but you're really excited to just talk anyway. And all I did was agree with you. So in about 10 minutes, I came up with the idea of, there was a thread on Reddit, what have you given up on? I go, and I was reading through it, and it was you know, almost 100 responses very quickly. And usually you don't get more than 10, 15, sometimes none on Reddit. And I go, wow, people are actually, you know, talking about this. It interests them. So I go, you know, I've given up on something. Everyone's given up on things in this game. So that would be a good topic because there's a lot of ground you can cover. There's a lot of general frustrations in the player base and a lot of things that that touches on that, you know, it resonates with people. So good topic, I think. But before that, we're going to start off with our dreaded segments, which I think someone recently complained that our segments take us forever to get to the episode, Fox. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like a passing comment on the Discord, but it's not like it was overwhelming. It was just a comment that I noticed at some point. Yeah, we can we need more than one person having an issue. I like the new format because previously in our in the lore video, especially when one day Carrot was listening to it, she doesn't listen to our stuff really. She listened to one randomly. I don't know why. I think she listened to the Paladin one because she is interested in Paladin with Martell. Good episode. But anyway, uh, we talked about Beastmatch and everything randomly in the middle of the episode for more than the episode's content itself. And I go, yeah, we got to stop doing that. So this, you know, lets us stay on topic after the fact. And I, I, I agree. I want to ask you how you're doing, Fox, and shit like that. So we need more feedback than one person. So how are you doing, Fox? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, just, uh, you know, I don't have anything school-wise to update. It's just a normal chug. And then uh, game-wise, I've actually been a lot more active this week than other weeks. I've had groups contact me about doing Odyssey. I've had, um, I've been doing some stuff with uh, another content creator that's on on YouTube. His name's Beastmaster. Um, he's a really good Beastmaster. His name that should Ooh. be obvious. Um, but yeah, I've, I've known him for for a, a while now, and uh, we just do stuff randomly. And you know, it's it's just been fun actually doing uh, you know pet stuff and getting to flex my Beastmaster a little bit more. Um, did some cool things on Dark Knight. Uh, I get to kind of backpedal on that job for a little bit outside of, you know, still needing to get it a job master. Um, just, I have like a whole slew of things. Like I could like make it the Fox show right now and talk about all the stuff I've did just in this last week, which is so weird because usually I'm just hella AFK in game. You know, I'm sure a lot of people might like the Fox show, but without their feedback to make that known, we just do what we do. I don't think I could talk, talk about myself for like a solid hour. That sounds awful. Well, you need to be a little more narcissistic than that. I guess so. I guess so. Um, but yeah, I do want to plug Beastmaster. I do get questions about Beast. Um, he's actually one of my original inspirations to wanting to play the job outside of, you know, leveling it with my buddy and they're really enjoying it. Like catching his videos early kind of cemented that. So um, if you have questions about Beastmaster and want to find out more about it, you know, just check out his channel on YouTube. Just it should be pretty easy to find. Um the name's a little on the nose there. It's kind of almost becomes confusing. If you want to know more about Beastmaster, check out Beastmaster. It's like, okay, which one are we talking about in this sentence? Yeah, exactly. It, it can be it can be kind of rough. Uh, you'll notice him because uh, he's got like a snoll head usually with uh, the yin yang road model. Um, so you'll probably see that in the thumbnail somewhere. Oh. But yeah, check him out. He's he's a he's a pretty cool guy, and uh, he just likes to make sure people know what the job can do. And he does a lot of pet focused things that are pretty cool. At least he's consistent with the lock style. Oh, he definitely is. Like, he's had that for years now. I usually don't like other videos that people make on YouTube and stuff for this game. And a lot of things people make, I usually just don't like or enjoy. But I've seen a couple of his videos, and I, I liked watching that for a change. So that was good. 
it's solid grindy strats you know yes it's, uh, it's it appeals deliberate my, stuff it appeals to my senses exactly um it's 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 not the kind of content that you really get out of the game anymore where everyone just hope destroys stuff and you're like oh that's really cool um it's really slow deliberate methodical content where he clears stuff that you wouldn't think you'd be able to with just a single job um and no trusts usually so it's pretty cool beastmaster is the grunge to my angsty 11 existence <laughs> right and then, uh, yeah, that's that's about it for me. Um, you know, you talk about wanna... Dark Knight and not being job master capped, which, wow, you can play the job without, you know, capping master. That's incredible, Fox. I never would have guessed. But you didn't say what you were doing actually, with Dark Knight. You're, you're right. You're right. I should actually bring that up. So uh, I did a, a Dynamis Sandoria on uh, Friday, which to date it is, is yesterday for us. We usually record on Saturdays. And uh, I went Dark Knight to that. And I use Lycurgos because I'm still working on my Calibolg. And Lycurgos, if people don't know, is the most ridiculous great axe in the game. Um, in my opinion, it's better than Chango, but I'm not going to start that war. It's just my opinion. You'll have your own, but give it a try if you're a Dark Knight, right? Um, but what I did was we pulled Green Eye statues, and I fell cleave the zone on a non-master Dark Knight, and I didn't have any issues staying alive. Um, I, I am... This is a disclaimer. I am geared better than a lot of players are. So don't just like go out and try this without a good DT set. Um, but just to show you, like, if it's not your first, you know, job to 99 and you have some of that gear and like you really want to play the job, just just go as the job to something and you'd be surprised what you can pull off because fell cleaving that zone was not only fun, but it was it was really good. Like, it, I mean, I'm, I set off a couple ninjas, but I mean, there was never anywhere close to a wipe happening. It was, it was just really, really fun gameplay. I imagine running around with almost 10k HP and dread spikes with a horde of things beating on you that you're raping would, uh, you know, be quite the experience. Oh yeah, it's not. There is no almost either. Like you don't have to be job master to get 10k. You just need, you know, a burst set and a hit here and no ob because it's double dark in there. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I'm just gonna tease a little bit of dark stuff. I still don't have any plans of trying to talk spicy to do in a dark episode. But the job's been growing on me. It's actually we'll eventually do one. Yeah, maybe. But um, it's probably really far down the line, though. Yeah. But that's a, that's about it for me, man. Uh, what have you been up to? And when you say far on the line, I know a lot of people like job episodes, and I like doing them. But I also like to have a third person come on to right. add a dimension to the discussion. Because we could talk about any job, and we've done that. I really enjoyed our discussion about you know the last one there, underutilized shops. That was actually really fun for me. So, I mean, me but when we do a, a job, I like to have a third person. And sometimes lining a third person up or finding... I don't even know who we would invite for Dark Knight. So if you're well, around and available. There's actually two job videos, just like how we revisited Paladin. Um, there, I actually want to revisit Ninja and Beastmaster sooner than necessarily branching out to new things. But those are on like my short list of trying to figure out a good way to get an episode out on it. I know who's not coming um, on for Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it would just be me arguing probably, and you guys wouldn't get much out of that. Well, let's not worry about who that person actually is. Uh, but yeah, um, so as far as I go on the, uh, we were in the car today and, and Carrot complained, when are you going to ask someone to make you an intro song? And well, it's no one's responsibility if someone did want to make a <laughs> stupid jingle for us, especially to shut up my, uh, future spouse, then please, by all means, I'd love to shut her up. So... <laughs> Uh, I haven't done much uh, before this podcast started, like right before it started, I was actually on pup for 15 minutes and I finished since the last episode, actually, I finished my King Konkin, which is my second mythic in 15 years. Yippee skippy me. I've done two things. 
And you did it. And it's rank five because I'm not pouring tons of money into it yet. But rank five is good enough. And I picked up some stuff and was running around there. It was very fun. Just Carrot got on Puppet 2 and she's pretty much capped on job points. Whereas I'm like 150, maybe not, maybe 113, like barely any job points. But I have some of the gear. And it's just fun to run around making skill chains with your puppet and stuff like that and, and doing pretty good damage. And it, it was very enjoyable to play the job. I'm going to eventually get to the point we talked about last time where my, my pups, you know, geared to the nine there. And, I was going to uh, ask about that. Well, I mean, I don't have even the ability to put on SU3 plus one gear yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit, I have malignants and stuff and I have the uh, Rayo Tech and whatever the hand things plus one, but I don't have anything else besides that and gear I had for other jobs, which covers most of it already. And But I'm looking forward to like being the guy that we talked about last time. I want to be the guy. Hell yeah, man. It's gonna and that's fun. how you know you're having fun with something too, you know? You wouldn't think that it's more satisfying to make a four-step skill chain with yourself against Apex when a puppet that you're glancing over at its TP and stuff and keeping maneuvers up that you don't even have to maintain after a while because they last for, what, like three minutes or something after a while. Uh, just the fact that you know that when you're done doing your four-step that your puppet that's also getting the aftermath is ready to go again. He's holding, you know, just the fact that you're not making it like every other job, it's very fun. So, little things. Yeah, that's cool. And besides that, I mean, I don't have anything else that went on. Well, I mean, you started talking about, uh, I don't know if this like gets too deep into the actual meat of the episode, but I mean, you're talking about the, the Ambuscade group. So, I mean, if oh, we want to we want to talk about Ambuscade for a little bit, just in general. My Ambuscade group for three minutes today? For three minutes, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was thinking to myself, man, I haven't had Ambuscade this whole month, and the update is in four days or three and a half days or whatever, and I could really use to make like... I don't know, a store TP back for my pup since I do have a mythic weapon now. That'd be great. Uh, but I joined on Rune and there was no pup to tank the charming mob and someone volunteered to get on pup even, but it was impossible to win when I don't use React. And the first thing I said in the party before we went in is, hey guys, I don't use React. So one thing led to another, multiple runs. <laughs> it was two runs, uh, charmed, stuff like that. Uh, you know, and people would like, do you want to like have the guy get on? And everyone just left. It was like, you know, we, I think the group was together for 15 minutes total and then it just all disbanded and gave up. And it's like, okay, guys. So you put the effort to come and then you just said, uh, fuck it all. I'm just going to go. And there you go. Thanks for giving up, guys. Yes. So I guess that is the name of the game today. But I mean, I, I've seen groups do this before and like people complain about groups doing this. But I mean, it seems like a lot of wasted effort for something that you were just, you know, trying to do just a moment ago. So I don't really understand that. Well, there is one last segment to get into, Fox. The most important segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We were ready. It was a good segue, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder the baby there. So okay. the the dev Q and A just came out, and everyone's doing their mumblings and grumblings about it, and it was interesting enough. And I think you could. Th we don't like. I don't like theory crafting. I know people like theory crafting, and I know Fox has a lot of ideas and just naturally thinks of things in a theory crafting manner but it's a good topic yeah i agree not an um, episode worthy topic so it's a segment i find it interesting that they're releasing this digest outside of the normal digest so i mean that may have some significance on its own because from what i understand it doesn't seem like they've been prompted by any kind of please answer our questions you know i don't follow things enough if it's a q a someone had to have asked these questions because they were answering player questions i don't know if it's just japanese people and they don't care about anyone that's not japanese <clears throat> but 
they seem like the normal kind. Like, okay, so I wasn't really that engaged by this video, honestly, despite well, how could some you of the topics. Yeah, because it was the normal stuff, right? It's the normal stuff they always say. Empyrean is coming. Well, we know Mock it's coming. Robes are coming, you know? But it didn't really give us anything concrete. Um, but they did have some some interesting things that they did say in this one, as opposed to like some of the other teaser stuff they do. Which is why we never um, mentioned the other ones. Yeah. So I'm pretty interested in what they're trying to call like primary jobs. And uh, Spicy and I bantered about this for a little bit before we decided to start recording today. But um, there's a couple ways that you can take this. Well, right? for anyone who doesn't know or watched it before you get into it, they said they're going to adjust yeah. all 22 jobs at once sometime this year, maybe next year. And since we're in the second month out of 12, this year uh, and maybe so it could be you know a whole year away so it means they're right. working on a system of course because it's this isn't just changing mechanics it sounds like so that's the topic. yes there. and that part is really exciting i actually really like change in this game despite some of the changes like you know the, the white mage change followed by the white mage revert you know that sort of stuff beastmaster not a common um, thing they usually don't revert like that yeah and the beastmaster change and then the beastmaster revert for like the the ready times that sort of thing like those are negatives, right? But overall, whenever they give us a shakeup like this, and they 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 or whenever they they update this many things at once, it usually causes some kind of shakeup. And I like what that can do from like a pioneer's perspective, where all of a sudden it gives me more things to play with because there's like new things you have to factor into strategy. You know, new strength shops may have, and to to dump twenty two of them on us at once, even if it's one thing per job. That's still a massive amount of things that you can now do that you potentially didn't have access to before. So depending on how good the or substantial, I should actually say not good, but how substantial these are, um, it could be something that's really interesting for the game overall. And what's interesting is instead of releasing little updates where certain things are changed, like, you know, they changed Beastmaster to get that in tandem blow and everything. And, and they've added gear and did various updates and stuff that kind of you know, the last one had the katana for ninja, which kind of changes ninja's tanking dynamic a bit and encourages it more. And things like that over time change how certain strategies are formed and how people play. And that's good, but it takes time. So to have them do it all at once, like, you know, something you might have seen 10 years ago, maybe in an update that was that big, uh, you don't you don't see that. So you were saying that you think it's merit points version two or something as a way to i mean because i agree because if they're adjusting every job at once it is a system it's not just Ver actual changes three version three is what it struck me as yeah but i i think what we both got caught up on was the semantics of whether or not they're talking about doing it for a specific job that the player chooses that they consider their primary or main job that they take to groups you know because you can switch jobs freely in this game obviously but there's always that one job that's usually your baby and like you want to make it the best. So I don't know if the way they phrased it opens up the opportunity for that that merit points category three that I'm theorizing to come out for only a single job, or if it's along the lines of what you were explaining before, where it could be just merit points three or its equivalent. Well, it's like how the weapon skills, you can only pick certain number of weapon skills of the category to merit thing. So it might be just certain levels you can put into the job. Because I said, when you said the primary job, I said... You know, maybe they're not going to say main job. They never, I don't think right. they ever really say main job. Just like when they called the mobs in Odyssey trash mobs, which is very out of character for them. They're not. They don't. I don't think they've ever said fodder. So the, I mean, and also the way <laughs> the main and primary, since English is not their first language, perhaps 
that is like uh, the same word in Japanese. There's a lot of things it could be. When they say primary, I don't read into it too deep. To me, that, you know, until it comes out, we don't fully know. But think about how certain things, let's say Black Mage is elemental debuffs. They're kind of a joke. They are a joke. Until you get yeah. the feet plus three, the, the relic feet. And suddenly they go from doing, you know, what, less than 20 stat or whatever to like suddenly 60 or something stat. They, it's like yeah, three it's like times. Close with, to an yeah, with, worth. Yeah. yeah, with just one one piece of gear. So obviously, since they don't ever nerf anything in this game, really, uh, they're going to adjust each job individually um, with certain things like that. And so I would assume since they know things like Black, I would hope they know, things like Black Mage need a little more oomph, that certain jobs are going to get more oomph than whatever they're doing at the same time. And other jobs are going to get like, maybe maybe like warrior will have some shield block it's something ridiculous that like kind of helps you like if you wanted to play this job in a different manner like say you're a fell cleaving dark knight and it helps you like opens (laughs) up those options which is what i think is the most exciting as you you know i i guess this is the time to go off on a tangent if we're going to but man when you said shield block right uh when when you say shield block like that like i really hope that they make shields viable for like at least one of the mage jobs red mage. and at least a couple more of the dds red mage or even white mage red mage tank it'll come back again ball. it'll be super broken as a dd solo against <laughs> you know like the wave two boss and winders you could just go kill on red mage or my absolute uh virtue solo on red mage word of courage you know and then they'll just be I, like uh, the best tank in the game now we'll just make red mage everything <laughs> right I honestly think that uh, that you're closer to the mark than I was on that, though, um, because that whole primary thing makes sense that they would say it that way. And think about certain terms of merit points, how they're garbage, like aggressor enhancing, enhancing uh, ranged accuracy or whatever. Not whatever. There's something <laughs> warrior gets in its merit points. Savage. Some I don't remember what it is. I don't play warrior, but there's savagery, something yeah. savagery yeah, that you get extra like ranged bonus or something. You don't ever shoot a crossbow on warrior ever, but things no. like that. You know, th- th- those are the things. But hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And they also said that they're going to add a wardrobe, but that's clearly, they said they had to figure out the premium that'll go with that. And that is, without a doubt, when they say they have to figure out what the premium is, that means how much they're going to charge us for a wardrobe. And I'm not buying another wardrobe. Fuck you, Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we talked about this too. Um, to me, it, it sounded like they were really mostly hung up on whether or not they were going to char- like figuring out a way to charge us for this, actually. Not even whether they were going to. Um, but, you know, we talked a bit about the um, the spaghettiness of the code and how that's probably slowing the game down. And, you know, I, it, it's it's easy to speculate about what resources SE has, but it's really hard to know exactly what that issue is or, you know, how much of the whole truth they're telling us as far as these, these hangups are concerned. So while wardrobes would be really sweet, um, I think improving the jobs, to me, as someone who's limited on inventory, is a much more interesting update, um, which is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm still going to. Well, I mean, it's not a bad opinion. It's your opinion. Not that your opinions are less, you know, uh, subject to critique than others, but just saying it's your opinion is fair for all it's worth because at least you'll represent it accordingly. But I also the other thing they said is that uh, they're adjusting Empyrean gear, hopefully sometime this year, of course. But they said that Empyrean gear has a lot of memories attached to it or whatever, so they want to do it carefully, which is the biggest bullshit line I have ever heard in a while. Yes. Because you're telling me the point of the game where everyone was like, the level cap went up, everyone was throwing a fit, quitting, this and that. 
you know, you're, you're telling me that Abyssia is the memories attached <laughs> to this game. Yeah, not the normal AF, not the Relic Gear, not Dynamis, not, you know, AF Quests and Shadow. No, those aren't the memories. Uh, it's your Empyrean gear from running around solo in Abyssia or with a couple friends. Those are the real so, memories, folks. That actually made me mad because it made me relive something, right? Oh, boy. Um, back when the, uh, the, Beast, the first Beastmaster update happened, I remember raging because my update for Beastmaster was getting a watermelon-themed uh, Mandragora pet. <laughs> and I was so pissed. <laughs> and I'm so glad they, they actually fucked. fixed that later. But you got to remember, this is the same team that released that pet. So, of course, they're going to talk about all the touchy-feely stuff uh, surrounding, like, Abyssia gear. Like, it's some sort of, you know, tear-quenching or, or tear, yeah, tear-inducing thing. So you know, I, I, you know that I have a mule with no sub job, of course, and I've had that mule since Abyssia was a thing. And when you had Black Belt on Monk with Victory Smite um, from the Walk of Echoes weapon, like you were a really cool monk, and I would like troll and people be angry, sending me angry tells that a a subless Taru has Black Belt and they still don't have Black Belt, and they were angry. But I leveled Beastmaster on that, and I was actually because it seemed cool. And it, and it was a job I could play with no sub. I had to pick jobs like Dancer and Monk that you could play without a sub job because, you know, once again, it changes the dynamic. That's kind of fun. Outside of the handicap <laughs> that it is. But uh, I was actually excited about You said you don't like the Mandragora pet. I was excited about the frog, and the frog couldn't do anything besides be a throwaway yeah. pet that attacked quickly, and it was garbage. But it was always cool to have Slippery Silas or whatever his name was. It has some interesting resistances, but outside of that, yeah, never use. No, it's uh, Brave Hero Glenn. Well, no, uh, the, it original, might have been, the original oh, one was Slippery Silas. Oh, I get you, I get you. Yeah, Brave Hero Glenn came later. He was like the Red Toad, right? Yeah. This is the Green Hero Glenn is cool. But yeah, see, I think those updates for me are, are cool, and, I, and I'm easily satisfied. Not with everything in life, but when it comes to this game, my expectations are so tempered, and my ability to enjoy things for what it's worth are so unfettered in that regard that I can have fun and not bitch on the forums like uh, certain people. But... I mean, when you see that and you go, what the fuck is this shit? And you're just like, this is stupid. And I go, eh, that's kind of cool for me. Hey, you're, you're quoting me from me reading right before the show, actually. Oh, am I? I was just saying what I thought you'd say. No, I was saying exactly that when I was looking over this awful thread. You know, speaking of awful threads, I've given up on people, Fox. What have you? No, let's get into it. All right. So we're going to talk about giving up on stuff in Final Fantasy XI. And um, this kind of spawned from spicy's mind here because of a thread that he found on reddit that it, 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 you're saying that it's about as long or at least as it's robust 90 as... it's it's two days old and it's 90 comments pretty much already and usually that only happens over the course of a week for the one q a thread so people obviously have some uh, gears being grinded here and i think it's a very interesting topic because it's so wide open and so particular to every person that someone in this game at some point has had something they give up on get frustrated at and it might actually be quite a laundry list for certain people. So I think I think this also make very good YouTube comments because we don't get troll comments, thankfully. We get like actual, I mean, even if it's, it's not like a serious troll comment, people say something stupid, which I approve of stupid things. So there you go. But we usually get really good comments. And oh, shit, Fox. You know, we just did the Q&A thing and I forgot to give a shout out to uh, Watasaru or whatever. Watasaru? Yeah, we need to stop immediately. Yes, yes. And it's funny because not only did he join our Discord recently and like we didn't know, and then he had a couple of good comments like he called uh, the murking Stockholm syndrome where people defend the person. <laughs> I love it. That was yeah. that was perfect. You know, the person's taking advantage of you and you're defending them as something convenient for you. But you know, but he found in the Threat and Auction House the omelet 
recipe by trying random things based off of the cheese sandwich, which is brilliant in itself because who would think of the cheese sandwich? Uh, that's that's good. And then he found the recipe and posted it. So I'm sure the Japanese found it on their own accords in their community the same way. But he's, I think, you know, I don't want to speculate as the first NA person, but I would assume he is because no one was sharing the recipe before. Yes, and that is awesome that he found this. And shared um, it. And it was addressed in the digest. But if anyone knows me and, and is listening and have like seen my responses in Discord or heard some of the things I've talked about, if I talk about any one food in this game, it's omelet sandwiches. <laughs> I just thought you like they eggs. Are, they are so incredibly good for tanks. It's, it's unreal. And they are food that needed to exist a long time ago go and until recently the issue and the reason this is such a big deal is because we got a stack of them for completing one of the voracious resurgence missions and that was our only source of being able to get a hold of this food until now because we finally found out what the, or Watasu finally found out um, what that recipe was so it's actually a pretty huge deal and it's extremely good food for tanks and now we have access to HQ versions even and of course you know Glad to have them in a Discord, but if anyone else joins the Discord, and I ever remember, we do a teaser of the next episode for the next week in a Discord, so come hang out, it's fun. So, yes, this thread, I mean, there's a lot of things. If I ever don't have an idea, I just kind of like look at what's going on in the community, and besides ignoring certain people and certain places that post annoying things all day, like victim-blaming people for falling for Odoro, for example, would be a very common theme you see in certain threads like Auction House. But outside of those things, there's usually very good... Usually it's not, but there's there's always the, the gem here. I think this thread's kind of a gem. So, good topic. Well, we've talked about some of the stuff in this thread before, too. And well, one well, of the... Like, the biggest red flag that it gave me, uh, and I'm, I'm certain it gave you as well, is just people immediately talking about the Lilith fight. Yep. Guys. I think at least three people out of, like, the dozen that responded. So, uh, like, a, a fourth of the thread, pretty much, is the Lilith. What is going on here? I mean, I realize that, you know, the community doesn't listen to us as a whole, but I'm really struggling to see how the fight is difficult if you've done any amount of research into how to approach it on its varying difficulty levels. Well, that's the problem. And, they haven't done research, Fox. Right. But I, I mean, at least if you're going to complain about something, at least try to have a basis to complain upon. And it's like, it's not even a typical, I keep dying to Lilith, which you typically see in characters who don't know what they're doing, aren't geared up enough, and don't have any strategy and just kind of try to fight with trust on VE and still lose because they're just kind of flubbing it. But not even that kind of stuff. It's just like, I'm four out of five and I've done hundreds of... Okay, well, we did cover this in the last episode. Not that, once again, they don't listen to us, but you had a new point in the pre-discussion because we talk for like 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes before every episode right. to set out what we're actually going to do here. Uh, but you said something we didn't say last time, I believe, because we said, you know, of course, once you get four out of five, team up with someone, do N, and, you know, you're going to get it a lot easier on something that's very, I mean, N is not as hard as VD and other ones. Like, if you're doing Odin and VD, that is a lot harder than N. But you said just even just keep doing what you're doing with VE or E and just team up with someone who has a different piece they're missing, which given the sheer response of people here... Uh, it's guaranteed to be someone, especially if you're on Asura, because have you noticed the population of Asura Fox over the last couple of years? It is ridiculously I, high. I actually haven't looked at its growth since, like, I'd say about a year and a half ago when I saw about two, 2.3 or 2.300 people on. Yeah, so I think back in 2017 when I was making 1 to 119, we would be hovering around 2,000. Sometimes you'd be below it, sometimes yeah, you'd be above it, give or take. 
But now, regularly, we are over 3,000, pushing on a weekend, 3,500 even. It's like, holy shit. It's not a problem for most things, but just the sheer growth of people. So if you're on a Sura and there's 3,000 other people, and yes, obviously people have mules, AFK, dual box, whatever. We don't want to go into that. But there is guaranteed by the law of averages there and the amount of people complaining here to be someone else who needs a piece and doesn't have it. So Well, uh, this kind of actually also extends to like, you know, when they run the Omen events. Um, oh, yeah. You notice that there's always those wait times during those card campaigns and it's because so many people are soloing and more power to people who solo, right? Because at least you're getting off your ass and doing it. At least you're having fun, but hopefully. It's, it's, yeah, same with the little thing, though. Just team up with people and you'll probably clear it better. Yeah, because it's a big... See, people don't really consider the mental impact of things in this game. If you do something, even if I did it, even and I'm very stubborn and... I would say I'm a mule a bit. You're, I'm immune yeah. sometimes to grinding and not caring about how fast it gets done because I'm very laid back sometimes. But just the mental obstacle of I've done 100 fights over days and nothing's dropped. I mean, just teaming up with someone and seeing an item, even if you don't need it, drop and going to them who's in the same boat as you in four out of five or three out of five, something like that. that, that even though you're not getting the item, it still helps you enjoy the game more, even if you're not thinking about it. Because if you're getting upset about something stupid, and obviously it's your fault because you're trying to do VE alone, and you know what's going to happen when you do that. So, but it's still it's very important to just. Here, here's the thing, too, like guys, what we're talking about, Spicy and I actually did. <laughs> yes, we, actually, that's the first time we played like together. Yeah, we, we did this a year ago. We duoed E, and it was awful because Lilithite is awful, but we still did it, and it was much more manageable than trying to do it solo. I was probably hammered when we were doing it too, so I probably wasn't doing you, you any. I was too, yes, yeah. I was. I wasn't doing you any favors so, as a blue sub rune, you know, not up to the task. You were a hammered blue sub rune, and I was on Thief Sub Scholar because my Thief was trash. <laughs> and like I was yeah, trying you to weren't like, even playing the job. You just kind of stood back for uh, for yeah. Treasure Hunter and didn't fight. So it's kind of like you were there. I I also don't enjoy Thief though. So I, only recently has my Thief like grown in any kind of capacity and become better. But um, that was out of necessity for our group. That was not because I want to play the job. It's like the only job in the game that I personally dislike. Back and, when I was still in your link shell and just randomly said, yeah. "Hey, can anyone come Thief and fight with me?" Sure, man, I'll go. Because I got. Three or f- I know I got three out of five before I was with you based with TH4 on blue. And I kind of got to that point where like these people who have given up here, it's like, man, stuff's not dropping. Even though I'd only done like 60 fights, I'm like eventually it's like, you know, 20 fights of nothing. And the wait time was back then. It's probably even worse. Uh, depending on the, the time frame now, it could still be really bad now. But when it was new content, you'd be waiting 30 minutes for a fight. Sometimes, you know, sometimes 20, sometimes 35, but you're waiting 35 minutes before each failed run. And even if you lose because you got charmed or something stupid, uh, you know, that's even worse. You'd be, you know, it it really wears on you. So I understand people giving up a Lilith, but at the same time, if, you know, as soon as I like reached out to you and a lot of times I don't think to do something until someone like Carrot suggests it to me or I, you know, I usually don't think of these things, which I imagine I'm not alone in that regard, just to reach out and say, hey, does anyone need this? Right. And what I wanted to emphasize on is I was on some like trash job too. Like I wasn't even on one of my jobs that actually would have helped Spicy do this. And it still made things better. So if people are thinking that they're so undergeared that, you know, no one's going to want to team up with them, there's probably a person sitting right next to you 
who's trying to do it the exact same way and that together you guys will probably overcome this a lot. You know, there's someone probably also leveling a second account just to be a thief and stand there now too. <laughs> right. Oh boy. It's pretty common as well, man. What's this throwing thing? Tell me, what is this throwing complaint? I think a lot of complaints people giving up or being upset, they just don't know what the hell they're talking about. So part of this part of the, the post is me misreading it because I, I tend to like start reading something and then I'll read the end of it because I just assume it's full of filler words I don't care about. Generally. Because that, that's the way a lot of people write nowadays when it comes to posts that are like at least three inches long on the screen. So um, there's a guy somewhere. Yeah, there's a guy talking about ninja and how throwing's not viable. And I snap assumed that it was like current day ninja, uh, which is not true. Throwing is completely viable. It's like kick attacks, except you get an accuracy bonus where they don't. And you can get like 100% rate without needing to. It's a sizable accuracy bonus, too. Yeah, it's like 100. It's It's big. And, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about this and like the rest of the posts below it are replying in ways that are supporting it. They're like, yeah, you have Dakin now. It's awesome. Or Dokken or however you pronounce it. I'm going to mispronounce it. Um, and it just lets you throw. They're basically explaining the person that it's part of your auto attack sequence now to throw stuff. And this person gave up on throwing back in the Sky God era. And you have to think it's not just throwing like back in the Sky God era where you would have used this. The winds. Yeah, unless you were hyper-buffing a Dark Knight to Zerg it with a Kraken Club, which would be the stupidest thing to do on something like Siryu, like, what a waste of time. Um, you were probably just setting up Black Mage burns for these things, honestly. What, do you like, remember every, the, the winds? Everyone was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would throw the winds, and the winds would hit, you know. But this guy's specifically talking about Sangue, which is, you know, uh, back then it would have been uh, Ninja Barrage. Yeah, they changed that adventure, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed it so now it's like it it may it forces a proc, but it consumes your ammo while you auto attack, which for new ninjas is a great upgrade. And then you eventually switch out of Sangay once you are a not so new ninja. Um, it's just a really good boost to um, your DPS though uh, for feeding you TP. But yeah, like back then everyone would have missed. Like you used to have to have like a ranger fully buff for accuracy throw those things uh, in order to hit the mob. And even then it's still sometimes missed. Accuracy Uh, used to be the biggest problem in the game because even the coolest, the coolest samurais with their O hats and their, uh, um, (laughs) the fuck's the the Hagoons or whatever, uh, that all the, like, like their Habergen plus one and everything. And they were running around with Domaru plus one, if they were smart for a weapon skill macro, you know, let's go into that old one. But, uh, they would lose on Bayako because it's a thief mob. If I would go on pup sub scholar never fighting, and I would do overdrive on the puppet because my accuracy would be capped where theirs was not capped, and just accuracy was a big deal back in the day that a puppet not fighting could outparse you know a super sam. Is you know it's ridiculous back then. You couldn't hit anything. Yeah, and I mean this is why DDs went sub thief back then too, so they could do like sneak attack gecko and stuff like that. Tachi gecko for trick sam, attack on so. the paladin. Trick attack on the Paladin or whoever's tanking, right? And so, I mean, this person could say that they're giving up on throwing back in the day, but honestly, sometimes it's just meeting. Yeah, it's just meeting your limitation. And that's not even an exaggeration because it's 2021, 2006 with this stuff would have been 15 years ago. Absolutely correct. So, 15 years ago, this person didn't give up. They just met the limitation of the circumstances. Do you think that means they don't play anymore, Fox? Because, I mean, if if you're posting about something that didn't matter 15 years ago today on Reddit, you're still like looking through the community and you're still, but are you playing? I mean, that's, I don't know. Those things, those are things I think about there. Yes. I mean, that's, that's 
it's quite a long following, honestly. I mean, they don't necessarily say that. Well, they do say that they haven't played in forever, so I guess that's true. Like, I guess Final Fantasy really made an impact on them. If like for 15 years they're still following the game. Speaking of one, here's Redditor 101011111. A bunch of ones and zeros. Uh, Leaping Lizzie, I've hunted that dang lizard for 15 years. So I guess 15 is going to be the theme of this episode because they literally posted that they never got their boots <laughs> in 15 years. Apparently. They changed yeah. NMs like 10 years ago where Leaping Lizzie spawns super quick now compared to like used to... I remember camping Leaping Lizzie. That was a chore as a 45 thief camping Leaping Lizzie. And that was... It would spend hours before it popped. Now it pops and it can pop back to back and it's ridiculous. You can get Leaping Lizzie very easily. It might even be just walking around the zone. You know, one thing that I've noticed about this though is that a lot of these comments are just really old things that aren't applicable to the game now. I mean, aside from Lilith, right? Well, there's other things, but yeah. I mean, I see one a little further down beating Vagary solo. Like people still or, can't do that. Yeah, uh, some people can't do that. Um, recently, I've been uh, uh, attempting some Beastmaster duos of Vagary with uh, Beastmaster that I plugged earlier. Um, but yeah, soloing it is is kind of rough, and a lot of it's just like meeting the objectives too, like the stuff you have to do within the run. Yeah, because let's see, mischief or whatever on his scholar solo videos on YouTube. I mean, he solos it, but to yeah. get to that point. It, it's like a huge waste of time to try and so it, you know it's ridiculous yeah you're doing it for ep at that point yeah it's fun to try and solve the nm but to get to that point for something like rancibus it's 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 stupid that's like the one zone still where you're just constantly for 40 minutes trying to aoe and not run out of time before the thing spawns because you don't waste too much time spawning the wrong you know roulette yeah. there of, of hopefully it's pops in this pillar <laughs> am i gonna get lucky today yeah pretty much but I mean, if you, I, I've helped a lot of people out with the solo fights, though, which is something I'm glad they added to oh, the game. Oh, those are awesome. Uh, yeah, and honestly, when people approach, like, even Pluton and Perfidian, like, people treat it like you have to really have kid gloves, and honestly, as long as you're not dumb, you're not gonna die. Because I've actually rolled up on Pluton and just decimation did to death on Beastmaster in the solo fight, and I had, like, no chance of actually dying. I just spammed decimation until he fell down. And it's not always, like, being dumb. If people, like, for Vagary in this game, I've edited every one of those pages on bg because i went to solo all them on blue so i went and i mean before i did that there wasn't a lot of information on the bosses their moves things like um certain mechanics still weren't even correct on their pages that people thought were true and weren't for uh like uh what is it pluton if you use the right element you probably you know it, the, the exacts of those mechanics weren't even on the pages uh or how you know just all the things in general their moves their resistances so you like i had to go find uh, the resistances and everything. Not that I tested it. I found it on the, the JP blog post that I take all the resistance statuses for on uh, resistance values, SDT values, because, I mean, it's kind of ambiguous when I say that. But on BG, all those values <laughs> come from the same JP blog. So, I mean, unless you're me looking, you know, people don't just find those things or, or just look through those things. But before that, you wouldn't have had a great idea for those mods in particular, let's say, three years ago. They've been there for two years, I think, now. But, I mean, you wouldn't have really known. So it's not even being dumb. It's just not knowing. And a lot of people have given up on research in this game, Fox. Well, what I meant about the whole being dumb thing is just being dumb and not bringing a DT set on a job. Ah, well, I mean... I guess it's not respecting the content. True, but also knowing the mechanics kind of alleviates how hard you can lean on a DT set because you know what's going to happen. You know how to adjust or why you would need to proc them to remove resistance or something. Like just actual not die when he puts weakness on you and full dispels. Yes, well that too. But 
kind of rough. I think uh, the mechanic there, too, that wasn't on the page, just going off memory here, this is years ago, so don't quote me. I could pull it up right now, but I don't care to. If you want to, you can. But right. if you proc him, um, he, like, he won't use the weakness thing until later on, below 50 or below 30, something like that. But if you proc him <laughs> after he after he does that with the correct, like, because he changes elemental uh, absorptions and weaknesses, if you proc yes. him uh, after that, he will not do that weakness move. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually don't know about that part either. See, I, I added is why, but... Yeah. Um, when we roll in, we know to proc him, right? And we know how to go about that and everything, but usually you proc him and then he immediately dies to magic bursts. Well, we know people... Well, that's also we're teaming up. This is the solo fight too, but... Right, 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 right. Not, I think it's also a little weaker in the solo fight versus in the actual zone, but people just often ignore the mechanics try to roll in on their favorite job with trust and just pew, 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 spam weapon skill and kill them, and that doesn't work all the time obviously very much not yes like on lilith i'm gonna give up yeah i mean i've i've helped so many people with that fight and i've i've gone in and showed them specifically so let me put the lilith thing to rest okay? <laughs> i don't know if we ever can if you are fighting lilith on e or ve you summon trusts one of those trusts should be a healer you don't even need a tank guys make sure that you have a jito margito or someone with a reliable dispel koromoru too even yeah, but I mean, even past the first fetter spawning, you won't need a dispeller either. All you do is you go in, in the center of the arena, without messing around, you look to make sure that she's not using Fatal Allure on you, or Subjugating Slash, because you can't avoid Subjugating Slash, but you should probably turn and let your trust catch up on healing. But Fatal Allure, you also want to turn, and if you turn, she can't charm you. If you get locked into auto attacks so that like it lets you move, but you can't turn, run past her because that also puts your back to her. Um, but that's just the the first thing. Like, once she does a TP move and spawns a fetter, engage the fetter, put your back to her, and just TP on the fetter, and then sub-target with weapon skills and just weapon skill her until she dies. You don't feed her TP, so you're not going to get any TP move spam or anything. You just have to outlast her her magic attacks, which really aren't that terrible. And I mean, it's not even the, the go sub-Dark Knight and don't let her TP method either. Like, Honestly, you just TP on the fetter, never face her until you weapon skill, and just make sure that she's not ready a TP move when you do that. And if you are just careful about what you're doing, you should not lose to Lilith. And if you want to make it even... Well, a lot of people... I think someone here complained about the knockback being annoying, and they just don't want to play because the knockback makes them not want to play her ever, which, whatever. That, I dislike that, too. I, I, I dislike it, too. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Actually, there's actually a post right here. I gave up on Lilith 2 not because I cannot beat her, but because her mechanics are designed to annoy a vanilla player, which yes. it, it's not that annoying. I'm a vanilla player for that, too. The constant knockback and need to turn every weapon skill animation locked to avoid a gauge charm made me say, fuck it. I do well enough without it anyway. And no, honestly, without malignance on a job like Puppet Master or something, Blue Mage. I mean, Blue Mage is not even as dramatic, but certain jobs that use that malignance, there's no replacing that for a job like Thief. No, there's on, there's no replacing that's evasion too for thief. There's no replacing that gear. You don't do fine enough. We we have a thief in our dynamis runs. I'm not gonna name names, but we have a thief in our dynamis uh, runs. Boy, it's I know not what the is. person you're thinking of. Oh, it's not. Um, no, it's someone else who goes thief commonly, and oh, wow. the person constantly explodes as thief because they don't have any of the malignance gear. They just don't they don't want to farm it. Oh, that's better than the alternative of the person with malignance constantly using nothing but malignance at all times. You say that, but I mean, Dead DDs deal no damage. At least yeah, he's a, but at least there's, a, a, there's a difference between wearing a 5 out of 5 of a set and mixing and matching. And not wearing it at all. I mean, I'll take 
take a DD that stays alive and we'll have a conversation about how they can become a better DPS later. Like, well, yeah. I, especially if they're providing treasure hunt. Dead people can't but, listen. Well, to hear constant complaining, though, about how you're dying but still refusing to farm something that you need to farm that can be accomplished on VE or E of that, of that difficulty in the battlefield is ridiculous. Just go farm. See, this is where my infamous history in this game comes into play here because if I saw that fox, a guy keeps dying... It's not just a matter of, okay, he's dead. Eventually, it's an inconvenience and, and you have to worry about this person or this person could have saved someone else or helped out and they're dead because they're being an asshole. That's the point where I go, dude, either get with it or don't come. Don't play that job and stop getting your head so far up your ass that you can't even you know be a part of the team. You're not here to leech. You're here to actually play. So get with it or get the hell out. And usually that's never a good response because... Like, I won't always open up with that. I generally don't. I have to, I'll make like a comment like, hmm, how's your DT set? You know, I, I mean, and it really, it depends on the mood I'm in. It depends on the content. There's a lot of variables there, but sometimes I'm very constructive. Like you wouldn't even picture I am. And sometimes I'm very harsh, but above all, I'm always reasonable with it. And these people are not being reasonable. Yeah, so don't give up on farming Lilith because you don't want to give up on the best free gear set that you can achieve on a low difficulty. Not even the best free gear set, too. If you have a certain job with, like, a, you know, a mythic weapon with Aftermath up, that is the best gear period for offense, too. Yeah. Situationally. Depends yeah, the yeah, piece, I, depends the job, depends your gear. Everything's going to be situational, but just imagine back in the day getting access to gear that good from content that you could do all by yourself. Like, that just didn't occur. Like, you had to camp H&Ms for abjurations and stuff. Like, you had to be in alliances fighting Kirin and... It's even I, better than Ambuscade. It is such of a great way into the game for newer players, too, that it is the most important. And all you need to do is get a few pieces, too, and you're off to the races. Three out of five is not hard to get by, and eventually you can come back for the rest and work on other gear. But it is, like, the quickest way in. When I was fighting those poxhounds, remember, on Thief, wearing two pieces of Malignance was letting me resist that paralyzed reliably. Three, I pretty much never got hit with it. So, I mean, it's it's a big deal to at least have two or three pieces. It changes everything. Yeah. On uh, the Vagary runs that I ran with Beastmaster today, um, Beastmaster doesn't have um, uh, Malignance gear yet. He hasn't farmed it on this character. And I go in there and I have like full resist sets. Like I have a resist set that's like as strong as like most rune fencers and white mages, right? And I wasn't getting things landed on me quite as frequently. And it was helpful for that to, to occur. Like it's... It's not just for DT, it's not just for accuracy or the store TP that's on it. It's a perfect storm. This gear has a perfect storm of things that you can use for a variety of reasons. And with it being so, it's pretty low-hanging fruit. With it being so obtainable, there's no reason for you not to go after it. So, I mean, th this episode's about not giving up on things. Or, well, actually, it's sorry, about this episode's up. about people giving up on things. But, I mean, you really got to think about why you're, you're giving up on it. And have you really done everything you can to try to like solve that problem because I, I think i honestly believe that just duoing this with people like learning and meeting new people you know themes of previous podcasts that we've had that you're listening to right now would help substantially in just getting this content done frankly i mean just playing with you and talking with you while we're doing it just you know ffxi is partly a chat room obviously that's why so many people yell and hang out <laughs> not that we want to go into yells but doing that is a core feature of enjoying the game and there's no way around that because your experience will never be as good alone don't be afraid of stupid things too like if, if you think that you're going to screw up in a fight like this going in and like screwing up in the fight and then laughing about it afterwards is better than laughing about it solo while you cry and realize that you're solo 
And let's see, that'll take us back to the ambuscade here, because that group spent the time to come together, they wanted something, and they pretty much didn't care once they failed, they gave up. I think people are too quick to, you know, when I do things too, I, there's certain things I won't do in this game, because if people watch me around just dying or sucking, someone's going to yell, and I don't want to sit there and deal with that, because I, I say things, so I don't want to open myself up to... You know, well, spicy sucks. Everyone look at it. It's like I want to. I don't want to get caught down in people trolling me. I want to like not even expose myself to the liability, and that way I can always control the uh, the rhetoric there and not have to deal with you know something stupid. Because there's been times where there's there's been people like Rife in this game who's probably still out there lurking somewhere who says a lot of things, gets involved in things, and has an ego problem, and then someone like me comes along and that's the end of it because people with ego problems, I do not play well with them. So things will devolve into yelling like, you know, Asriel or something, I'm the best at this game. You can't even do this kind of this and that. But then it'll be something like Rife was going to die in front of me against Golden Kissed. So rather than have the embarrassment of dying in front of me, because if he was alone, he wouldn't care. He used a brew. So he brewed a tier one years ago when people didn't <laughs> have brews just to avoid the embarrassment. <laughs> And then you yell about he had the brew kiss so he wouldn't die. And then, you know, so I don't want to open myself up to that kind of like, like, uh, here's another one. Che Guevara Hulk dying on floor one in a group on his Geo and D-leveling to 98 in Omen. That never, you, people just, the first thing they always yell, no matter what's going on, is is that, that, that one thing. So you like, you don't want to get caught with that sort of, you know, if you're just a random player and you're below the radar and you're not in the public spotlight, then it doesn't matter. But if you're someone who de-levels an Omen to 98, you will never hear the end of it. <laughs> and you don't want to constantly have to, you don't even have to care, but just to constantly have to hear it every single time something happens. Like Kevin Spacey will never be able to act again because he'll be like, yeah, I like that movie until you touch the boys. You know, you're never going to, it's that, that's what I'm getting at there. But I think people I get too discouraged. A, I actually have a, a funny story from earlier this week. Um, that's along these lines, you know, not giving up after, you know, bad things happen and like massive embarrassment that can come with it. So I've actually started doing Odyssey with a with a very notorious YouTuber. Right. And um, are you still about Beastmaster still? Uh, I was actually on Beast. No, no, I'm not talking about Beastmaster. I'm I'll say the say confusion. So, OK, so I was doing um, YouTube with Ruomoko and his group. Oh, OK. Right? So oh, like Ruomoko right. crowned this Duke Greenhouse that I never interact with. Anyway, th this this whole troop of people who, you know, are usually featured in his videos. Right. And we're going into Odyssey and he wants me to go Beastmaster. And if you know the history between me and Rua and about Beastmaster and stuff, it's like, well, I was the Beastmaster that got him interested into it. Blah, 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 blah. And so here I am on this job that's supposed that I'm supposed to be known for. Right. In a group full of players trying to just absolutely crush Odyssey and get our best farm on. And when we start this run, he starts out by saying, because he's on Paladin, he's like, uh, do you mind if I if I record this so that I can use parts of it later for, you know, Paladin episode or something? And we're just all like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. And one of the very first things that I do on Beastmaster is I run up to the the fetter because I my job is to apply corrosive ooze to everything in range. And it lags like the zone lags because he like zone pulls everything. So like, or he pulls like entire groups of mobs at a time on his paladin. And once he does a blue spell, I'm supposed to hit everything with corrosive ooze, and then we're all just going to go to town wreck and stuff. And what ends up happening is I accidentally, because of the lag, fire off corrosive ooze early uh -oh. and on the wrong mob. Uh -oh. So for people who don't know shill C where we're farming segments, 
Um, if you ever run into the Dahaks, they have to be silenced because they are all Neeks. If you have ever, ever fought the tier three Neek, it's very it's a very similar version of one of the dragons when you fight the Dahaks. So I song. ended up yes, we ended up getting hit with Void Song and it wiped our soul voice buffs and it was just it was just awful. Um wiped our five songs. Like basically I started off the run by by effectively slow wiping us because we still scrambled, but I just failed so hard. And I was just thinking, man, it's a good thing he's getting a recording of this because I get to embarrass myself on a job I'm known for being awesome. A on. fail for posterity stake here down in the yeah the, the annals of time here. The annals of time. I like saying annals of time. But, but but here's the thing. Like I didn't give up though. Like we went a couple days later. I went white mage this time and we absolutely crushed it. Like just don't give up just because you have like an embarrassing failure, right? I, I enjoy your embarrassing story there because that's that's pretty good. Yeah. And even before back in the Nizel climbs at 75 or even 99 for Neo Nizel, when you run into the hawk, you would have to have someone silence it because otherwise you're losing all your buffs. I had honestly completely forgotten about it because I, I forgot that the hawk dragons are different. And and uh, I I just wasn't used to getting hit with Void Song outside of an NM. I remember when I used to farm uh salvage then salvage two and at the hawks in the first floor there for the extra papers the plans or whatever like you used to have to silence that one too i believe so i i never forgot that one because i ran into it so many times over the years it's terrible but yeah like, like just don't just don't give up on on the small shit like that like, uh, I can morale is a fragile thing fox that's fun. the problem is people's morale like, the group morale see once one person was done and left everyone's kind of like eh fuck it you know, and that that's a problem is people give up that way. And even in Link Shells, like, um, yeah. did we even talk about your Dynamis run that got canceled? Well, I mean, it was just it was just frustrating because, I mean, sometimes Dynamis gets canceled, right? And I never get mad at the fact that Dynam uh, Dynamis is canceled. Just give us heads up. And honestly, he did this time. Like, uh, when, when Murr had to cancel it, he did everything that I expected of him. Um, you know, as someone who wants to specifically coordinate the event. And he canceled it early. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to run it either. So I posted that, you know, I was going to do homework instead, which is just a better thing for me to be doing at the time, honestly. But um, the thing is, is we aren't the only people who can do Dynamis. Like, just because, like, me and or Mer and myself aren't there doesn't mean that other people can't just, like, go in and, and get some stuff done. Like, just don't give up on it. Just be like, okay, well, I'll coordinate it instead. Like, if it's not really your thing, then don't go. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that you know, if if someone else isn't like dragging you along, like maybe you should reevaluate whether it's giving up or whether you're just, you know, spinning your wheels on something you don't actually enjoy. See, that ties into you giving up on leading shells because I have also given up on leading yeah. shells. And one of the dominant themes since one of the last things we really did constantly besides maybe Ionics here and there was divergence when it was yeah. new into like, you know, wave three even being somewhat newer by the time we stopped it, we killed every wave and everything. Uh, you know, if I canceled or some people weren't there and we couldn't run or I had to yell or things went wrong, people didn't ever kind of like, they wouldn't really say anything. They would kind of just like leave or, you know, it, it's like a very big thing. The group's morale is a very silent beast and, you know, they don't, they don't volunteer to take over or lead a party or do it, you know, so you're constantly dragging everyone along. And if they're not feeling like super cool sometimes and it's a really a problem and they just kind of give up they're they're there for the ride too but they just kind of like i'm here i can do whatever but don't 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 expect anything from me yeah and i mean it's fine if people are that way but when you're the leader and you got to make people do stuff it's very frustrating to try and lead the horse to water there 
Yes, that is definitely true. That's one of the things that's contributed because I've talked a lot about, you know, my stance as an LS leader and talking about like my view on how people perform and stuff like that. But I don't really ever point out very often that I don't really step up and be an LS leader anymore because it's just been burned out of me by this stuff constantly occurring. So um, when we when we first started talking about this episode, like before we got on here, I, I didn't really think immediately that there was anything that I really give up on because I, I usually just kind of see things through because I usually have fun. But um, even Spicy pointed it out that I've kind of given up on just like leading LSs because I just don't get that much enjoyment out of it anymore. I had done it for years and two times yeah. over and I kind of enjoyed because I'm the kind of person who has to lead a show because I can't be in other people's shells. It just doesn't work out. It never, ever works out. Or historically, I've been kicked from many shells. So... Doing things their way, is that the problem? Uh, I mean, I remember I got kicked from a link shell once because I was right about... They're like, don't feed TP to the mob. And I'm like, it really doesn't matter. This is Abyssia. Like, like the... the <laughs> back at 75, Renan doesn't know, there was this intense don't feed TP to the mob mentality where using a Kraken club was like the greatest sin even because you'd be feeding so much TP to the mob as in like TP moves were like somehow like the bane of everyone's existence and we just can't well I mean when your MP is limited I could see that that a bit being over hyped in people's their their fears they're they're, they're worrying too much about their MP or this or that but I mean it was never as bad as everyone made it out to be like some people took it super serious like, um, think of elitism about gears and numbers and spreadsheets just applied to don't feed TP to the mob or I'm kicking you. And you would have link shells where they'd kick people. Th- but anyway, that happened in one shell I got kicked from. They said, stop feeding TP spicy turn. And I said, I'm contributing whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, not in, it wasn't. I mean, that's, that's a summary of how it went. But things like that happen. And I, I don't get kicked if I'm the leader. I can always apologize, but I don't have to kick myself. Uh, so things like <laughs> things like that, I have to. And at this point, uh, see, I posted in that thread on my sock saying I gave up on event link shells because besides leading a link shell, I've given up on just being even in an event link shell ever. So that's my big resignation in this game. I'm just not to that point. Um, I just I, I like the consistency of just seeing groups get built, and I think I'm just kind of resistant to that portion of it. But honestly. I, I've never actually asked to be a leader in any of these shells, by the way. Like, I just always end up with a sack next to my name. And I, well, and I don't always know why. I mean, I guess so, right? But I don't ever want to be. But I do like making sure that stuff gets done because that's how I have fun playing this game. And, you know, for me to give up on something like that is... And for me to re- realize it today that, you know, I've given up on something like that is... It's kind of eye-opening. But I don't think it really ultimately changes how I feel about the game, though. WTF and Vana Deal Therapy Edition. Right. Yeah, I mean, see, I work at least 50 hours a week generally on top of, you know, I also cook dinners and things because I don't just come home and warm up instant mashed potatoes and sit down in front of, you know, I I come home and I'll spend time cooking or whatever or spending time with carrot or things like that. So I don't have a great deal of free time. So I will never find an event link shell now that can even conform to my free time and just like, I left your shell, Fox, because while I enjoy all you people, I just got tired of the nonsense. And I just, every link yeah. shell is always nonsense. And I just, I don't have, the game is so freeing at this point. I don't have to subject myself to it. I have all the great social interactions with you, or like uh, Carrot and I do diversions, and it's better rewards than I've had in any link shell, you know, things like that. Outside of grouping up for Ambuscade, which generally eventually you 
that this month is going to be the month I don't get any done because after today, just I don't even really want to bother this month. I'll wait next month. Screw it. Dude, just let me know. I know, but see, like even even our schedules don't always line up. Like we always line up for this, but it's just it's <laughs> at a certain point. I think you are overvaluing my time. Uh, maybe I just think highly of you, Fox. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, uh, just just let me know if that goes down. Like I realize that we're like mid podcast right now, but we could probably figure something out. Hey, you want to stop doing this podcast and go to it now? Yeah, man, cut. And we're back. Hey, fuck you guys. Uh, oh man, that was a cool three hours of Amazgate we just did. Man, I can't believe you wiped us fine. Right? <laughs> man, I need to stop aggroing the hogs. Yeah, quit lagging and, and AOEing everything. Right. I've never done the new Shoal stuff too, and that's another thing because Carrot doesn't care to do Odyssey. So I soloed Odyssey last night by myself for like you know I got like I did Shoal B because I need a lot of hides. I I got over a hundred hides by myself or whatever on Blue Mage, just right. you know dinking around and. You know, that, that'll be good enough for me, but there's a couple times where I run into the wall of I'm screwing myself and I don't have a group to go do the new content with. And I always eventually get it in some capacity because I'm free in that regard. It's, I have the gear, I have the friends, but... It's fairly soloable, though. Yeah. Um, I was soloing it on Dark Knight before... I about getting, like, rank 20 and stuff, and that's not going to be soloable in the end because it's going to keep getting harder to get the higher ranks. Yeah, and I would like... I, I would actually like to see that... Um, that progression because i remember uh, martel when he was on before i don't remember who was actually in a podcast but he was talking about how it really doesn't get that much more difficult and um i've soloed a couple of those mobs myself um for some of these items like uh, there's a lot of really promising stuff that's coming out of the event my only problem with it is i don't like the um I, I i don't like how you have to like farm segments in order to get into the nm side of it like it's just extreme time gating but this is actually another thing that I gave up on because I got tired of bullshit. I used to run with a different group and I just stopped going to Odyssey because it just I, I gave up on it for a while. And now I'm kicking myself because I, I gave up on it, not because I left the group, but because I left the group and then stopped doing content. Because now I wish I had all the segments that I would have farmed if I was like still with it and, you know, all the hides I missed out on and stuff like that. So as you know, I'm always eternally friends with Mer and Claire because, yeah. you know, but... On top of leaving their show, we also did Odyssey, too, as a group. <laughs> and that eventually yep. came crashing down because one of the things Murr likes to do is when you have a disagreement on something, he likes to double down like a child and spite you. He will do things that he knows he shouldn't be doing just to spite the person. So when yeah. someone's going white mage just to get CP, which is annoying as it is, if you're there to get CP, stop. Go get CP in the job. You're not there to go in a job. You don't play to get CP, especially when it's the job that's healing everyone. You need to actually, you can't just be like, I'm going to be white mage. You know, no, the group needs a little <laughs> more than that when you're farming, you know, Odyssey and doing, trying to do the best you can. Someone that, that's actually wearing stuff. So when your Murr and your white mage is wearing auto regen gear, like the Paragordia ring and the, uh, the, Bathy choke, whatever had regen on it as an idol set, and you go, dude, why are you doing that? And then when the, we're doing, she'll be in a mimic spawns, and the guy gets hit for a lot of damage because instead of wearing defending ring, he's wearing a regen ring in his idol, and things like that. And he makes excuses this or that. Eventually, it becomes a fight of purposely making a point of verbally saying you're wearing regen gear and not wearing defending gear, and you know. So yes. The um the, the big no group anymore. Me and him is uh, actually our dynamis runs, where he wants to pull like all the mobs forever, but doesn't realize that you can't keep hate on all the mobs because there's like too many targets to claim enmity on. What's the one of like twenty and, something? 
Yeah, like like we we pull like he he tries to pull like four or five statues at a time, which There's I mean no is fine. There, there are there are groups that do that, but those groups are also groups where they're like AOEing everything to death and stuff. Like yeah, there's no need to. Like if you do quick, concise pulls of the right eye color, you actually kill the statues faster because yeah. your group is built for that, right? And that's the way that I do it when when I'm in there. Like I don't do any like I've done gone entire runs of Dynamis with never using Shockwave. Because guys, if you're using Shockwave and Dynamis, you are fucking doing it wrong. That was another were... thing that Mara and I had contention over that told him to stop yeah. using Shockwave. And then just, he doubles just, down and says, I'm gonna use more shockwaves, and then you just kinda go, Well, fuck you. And th- this isn't like complaining about about Murfest. I love Mur. He is a great guy. Yeah, he is. There's certain things that happen in groups. But I've honestly like I've honestly given up on fighting that anymore. Like if he wants to when he's tanking play it his way, then go play your game your way. I can only lead the horse to water. I can't force you to drink from it and you know not do things badly. We've got a good, you know, things that you haven't realized you've given up on and some good metaphors. Yeah, we're we're, like we're rolling back into the horse and water here. That's good. It's like on the fly stuff too. Like this is not stuff that we talked about before the show. Oh yeah, well we we no matter what we talk about before the show, we'll never go into everything. But I mean, even when I'm playing with Carrot, Carrot doesn't want to do Odyssey with me because I will get into my mind that I'm going after something or doing something and I don't communicate properly and okay. something will happen. Like Carrot will pull everything and sleep it on Bard. And like, I never asked her to do that. She never said she was going to do it. We both do it. And then she runs up and starts engaging something. And I'm all the way down, still fighting the last of those little invisible, whatever they call them, the Anon mobs, whatever it is for the, for the fetter thing. And she doesn't know I'm not there because I haven't said it. And she hasn't said anything. And then she'll go up and sleep everything. And I'll, and then she'll die. And I'll be like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? She's like, I've been doing it every run. You had no problem with and you know, And then we'll start arguing about it because neither of us properly communicated. So since Odyssey is an event we don't like to communicate in appropriately, whereas we do better in diversions communicating, like she doesn't want to do it anymore. So we just don't do it anymore. And I have to go solo it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's something you could work out on. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It is. But for some reason, when we get into Odyssey, we, I got you. it's mainly me. I'll blame me here, but... It's funny. I mean, it's funny regardless. It's but one yeah, of those it, things you gotta, you know... It seems like out of all the stuff, like it just feels like something that you could just get over and yes. just accomplish, right? Yes. Which, you're, you're again, ties into giving up, you know? It's like, kind I, of like when we, we talked about in the pre-show here about how Square Enix has said, like, uh, they can't do this or that due to PS2 limitations or that, and they kind of just like keep making oh, up a yeah. reason. But no matter what reason it is, it always comes down to eventually the inevitable response of you should be able to do that regardless. Eventually, like no matter what, like there's an excuse. Like like we're talking about the architecture might be a limit. It's like well, there's only so many workarounds you can do, and da da da. So, like people don't train in these old architectures and, and how to work these old systems that no one does anymore if the you know se's not high you know but eventually all comes down to no matter what you can do it you know it's same thing with square Enix. they can do the things that we want and that they want to do it's just they're not investing properly there's always something artificial getting in the way of it it comes down to that they should be done yeah absolutely and i that's why i always raise an eyebrow to it too because it, it seems like i i wouldn't say they're giving up because they they are still saying that they're gonna do it right but it just seems like it just keeps getting pushed back for reasons that are becoming... Well, we're not privy to it, too. So it's for the, on the outside, too, it looks even worse, I bet. Yeah, because, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's that it gets stale. Like, 
hey, as I there's, said, there's, I got on Pup. Sorry to cut you off there. I got on Pup and had a blast. It, you know, if you take things for what they're worth and find the value where you may, you'll never get stale enough. Right. You shouldn't have yeah, to, really. I'm, but I didn't have a good way to fill that out anyway. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of disillusioned with, with the way Square Enix approaches their updates and stuff. So, like, asking me to... Hey, to we know what we're getting into that. with that because they said yeah. that it's, you know, for all intents and purposes, a lot of people think the game isn't even running anymore. And, right. And I got to say, I am still happy because if you if you look at it in a stark enough manner, so a lot of people have given up on this game because there isn't enough content coming out fast enough, this and that. Those are also the same people burning through things and 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 not none of them are going out, not none of them I can't say, but they aren't going out fell cleaving divergence or playing pup even at all or doing things in different ways. You know, of course it's going to get stale when you just kind of run through this game like it's some hubba bubba bubblegum here. You know, it's going to get kind of yeah. lame because you're it's a one-dimensional thing for you. And if they don't keep adding things to your one dimension of content here, then, yeah, it's going to get even more boring, especially if you don't have other people that you're talking with or whatever. And some people only play to talk because their one dimension is, I have friends, it's my chat room. But if you really don't look a gift horse in the mouth here, you know, someone even posted recently on Reddit too, what's another game like 11? There's no other game like 11. So if you've given up on hope in Square Enix, which I'm sure many people have, you have to have enough sensibility to look yourself in the face or in the mirror here and, and look at the game for what it's worth and, and look at how you're judging it. And yeah, you can't expect anything and some people still don't and they're disappointed, but if you look at the fun that's still there, it's never going away. Even if they don't add any content today, if you quit the game for two years and came back, you would still have fun again. So it's a matter of looking at it in the proper terms and context of the game could be over and you could never come back to it ever again. Would you want that? No. But are you getting what you want at the same time? No. But the contrast of nothing at all will still never be worse. Or will st I'm trying to say that it will never, you know, the alternative here is never going to be as bad as it, the game not being there at all is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I can agree with that. And honestly, I don't, like, even though... I find they're stringing us along to be suspect. Are they? That's my my kind of. I mean, if it's always the same answer, it's always they want to make us happy, so they have to do something, and I don't think it's stringing right, us right, along. Right. Well, I mean, we're eventually going to get there, though. Like at least the the string leads somewhere. Correct. Okay? But but what I what I'm getting at though is even though they're doing that, even though I don't really have high expectations of SE, I'm still willing to set the bar in a place where I can be plugged surprised and that doesn't stop me from taking the stuff like you were saying just taking the stuff that we already have though and doing something with it like right now i'm doing something that's completely pointless like i am i am attempting to duo vagary on beastmaster with someone named beastmaster <laughs> <laughs> and there is there is there is no gain for myself or the community in doing this outside of for myself saying that hey i did it you know but it's just something fun to do. Correct. And that's pretty much what the game's always been about. The problem is people yeah. don't, when they pass certain things, they don't sit there and like say, how could I make this fun? Like sometimes I just kind of feel like doing random content that I never do. And I just don't do it because, it, you know, to go do like a skirmish or something just once or something. There's not a point to it, but it still would be fun to go do. Or sometimes I see a sinister rain shot and I'm like, yeah, I could join that. I've done that too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people kind of like, ignore it like i think it would be fun even though there's no like at 99 before the mod garden gave stuff and, and things i was trying to make a mannequin and it was fun to yell to get people to go do level 20 cap garrison 
there was no reason to care and no one needs a mannequin and no one even sits in their mod accounts to see it most of the time. But going and doing something that's level capped as level 20 to get like, you know, and even finding people that want to do it with you, that was actually a blast. And there's a lot of things like that in this game that you never do or touch, like the mannequin thing, especially because you don't have to that's... now because you can buy them out of bazaars or get them in time over the garden. But yeah, that kind of stuff. That's actually one of those things. Like, I constantly complain about how few inventory I have because I've, I'm an irresponsible player with too many jobs. And that mannequin is one of the few inventory minus ones that I will probably keep forever. And that's because it's tied to a really fun thing that I did with a group of players who don't play the game anymore way back in like 2006, 2007. I just can't get that back. And that mannequin is like part of that memory. And I'm not like a real nostalgic person. I'm like hyper logic math guy. But it's still something that I enjoyed doing. And it sits in my house and wears samurai gear, which is a job I don't really play, um, because why not? So it was just fun to do. I guess the moral of the story is, if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll never see it. So if you've given up, perhaps you haven't seen what you need to see. Yeah. If that condenses it down without being, because I'm a very wordy person, as everyone's noticed. Oh, me too. Well, not yeah. no, you're wordy, but I'm I'm you know shut the hell up, wordy. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, I don't I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, give up if it's something that you just absolutely don't enjoy anymore because maybe you should reevaluate what you actually do enjoy. Like, don't play this game just out of habit. But also, don't give up on things because you haven't tried all the avenues either. Like, actually explore other avenues if you are having fun or think you have the potential to have fun because until you failed at those other avenues also and decided it's not your thing, maybe you'd have a blast actually playing with other people in an MMO. And there are times to give up on stuff. We're not, you know, don't get me wrong here. And I'm saying there's never reason to give up. There's always plenty of reason to give up. Giving up is not a bad thing always. Certainly not. But, you know, when it comes to like farming divergence on Thief with evasion gear, which I have fun doing. It is fun to play Thief in that capacity because most of the time I'm not going Thief for things. Not because I don't want to, but just because I feel I'd be better off. I don't go to Omen on or Odyssey on Thief, even though I could open chests, because if I'm solo, I don't want to die and spend the run being weakened to a mimic or the run's over or something. So, I mean, while it makes sense to run in there and key and just kind of like, I think a lot of people to do that, they just kind of cheat with uh, Takao and get out of range and raise back up. So it's not a problem for no. them, but I don't do that, obviously. But and here, here's one of these connections, too, that when you're doing that on Thief, like you're doing it, you're, you're dicking around, you're just seeing if you can do it right. But because you, express what you're doing to the community then other people can take that idea and run with it like when you started talking to me about doing that on thief i immediately thought man i bet my ninja can almost do the same thing and i haven't tried it yet but there's just an actual like real application that can be applied there on like say a tank job you know with, with different kinds of loadouts and stuff but that idea would not have formed unless you decided to just go out and just do something dumb i still think jobs like pup and dancer could do that too because pup actually gets yeah, a bonus about bonus Evasion bonus, and I think it's like a B plus in evasion too, because I remember at 75, because remember Pup was my thing at 75 before anything else, so I remember wearing that blue body you never see anymore, the Akaton, with evasion oh. plus six or seven or enjoy whatever. Oh, yeah. I remember having an evasion set on Pup and trying to like, you know, you would evasion tank with Ninja ideally, or some people would do Thief for Charybdis. I remember yeah. being like, I could just get enough evasion with a jack-o'-lantern and everything on Pup. I couldn't keep hate, of course, because Pup sucks. Especially back then, it had shit damage, so you couldn't keep hate sub-ninja on Pup with, you know, evasion gear and no DPS. But I was able to evade still on Pup. But no one ever sits there and goes, hmm, I bet you can get a proper evasion build on Pup and go and tank stuff with a puppet or something stupid. 
And, you know, those, those are the things that, you know, you have no reason to do, but it's very fun. Yeah. And I mean, think about it this way, though. If we didn't like team up and actually start doing stuff together, like, like Lilith back in the day when that was miserable, you doing the stuff on miserable, Thief, it was just a lot of time sitting in town miserable. waiting to go in for 30 minutes. Like you doing the stuff on Thief would have been relevant for you having a good time, but you wouldn't have had that connection where, you know, another person would have gotten a hold of that idea and tried to apply it somewhere else. Like, Doing stuff with the community is important because you make that community tie. And if you're just if you're just giving up on working with the community altogether, then the flow of ideas also shuts down. Like that thief stuff would have died with you, you I, know, unless you make a guide about I'm it. I'm sure someone else didn't just didn't share it. Right. Yeah. But I and mean, fun. because you shared it, though. I can yeah. express myself without having to make a guide about it. Thank you very much. No, it's not possible. <laughs> Speaking of which, in the AOE, the toilet link show, because I got to always throw them out. Um Someone said today, uh, Hang Cool. His name's Hang Cool, exactly as you would expect it would be spelled. And he goes, anyone need help or anything? And I said, I could use some help. And he goes, you write the guides. You don't need help. And I'm like, dude, I <laughs> I'm like, come on. That's awesome. That was the response. You write the guides. You don't need my help. And it's like, actually, I could use a topic for tonight. But I didn't need one. I, I had this in my mind already. But I just wanted to see what someone else said. Do you think your pedestal is made out of quartz or marble? Uh, neither. It's made out of mica. Oh, okay. Jeez, that response though—that's hematite I stand upon. Yeah, <laughs> you write the guides. You don't need help. Oh, that's that's that is that is a that, that one should go down as a as a meme. Like we were talking about, we don't have shirts. We don't want to sell shirts. But if we had shirts, Daddy's love needs to be one. Be all the bard you can be, something like that. But then also something like that. You write the guides. You don't need me. Like there's yeah. random stupid phrase shirts that you could wear out in the town and no one know what the hell you're talking about. And at some point, you know, the world needs to reopen again, and we need to attend manifests with these shirts. Oh, that's the one place that where it's be... perfect. Exactly, exactly. Like, you, you can't walk into the office with one of these shirts on. It's like, well, what is that? And then you have to explain Final Fantasy to someone. Well, generally in an office, there's a certain dress attire, and wearing Daddy's yeah. Love as a t-shirt is never going to be office casual or business casual. I guess it depends on your definition, right? I think just wearing daddy's love in any, you know, no matter what the uh, context is there, is not something that HR or management would look at appropriately. Oh, that's that's so funny. Sitting at the water cooler, walk up, hey guys, and they just look at your shirt, it says daddy's love. It's so good. And on the back it says, don't worry, he'll come back from the store if you don't win the parse or something, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. But giving up. <laughs> Before we give up on the topic here, because there's other things in there too. Um, besides, what else do we have? I chocobo mean, racing. Give me a, someone gave up on chocobo racing here. Yeah, someone said chocobo. Let's see, um, chocobo I racing mean, for the vor seal. Which, oh. oh yeah, I could see. They said um, I spent about a week caring for my chocobo chick, then gave up. The poor thing's an orphan now. Oh no. And let me tell you, too, a couple years ago, maybe three, because time's very distorted when it's multiple years. Maybe it was three years ago. But for all intents and purposes, it feels like it was last week, of course. But Carrot was on a, a kick of raising chocobos. And she was raising chocobo for her. She was like, she like started taking my character to raise my own chocobo. I already raised one in the past. And I raised two in the past before this. And um, she's just like, I'm going to make you a new chocobo or whatever. And she was like raising chocobos. And I'm like, it wasn't even for the divorce sale. It was just to raise chocobos. I didn't do it right when I attempted it. And this was a long time ago when it like first came out. Um, I attempted it. I didn't do well. And I had like the slowest, most useless bird ever. That was my first one. It was a black bird yeah. named Neo Snow or whatever. 
my third bird, I picked the name of it when she was doing it because I think it became, it was a blackbird. I think I made a blackbird again the second time to try and like, oh, I suck because it was new content many, many years ago. I didn't know what to do. And then eventually I made one that was okay. And I rode that for many years. And then she made one. I said, make me a red one so I can word it. I could like ride it on Blue Mage. It'll look cool. I think this was like, mounts existed, but I wanted to still, you know, ride the Chocobo because it's cool. And I named it Blazing Saddle. That's excellent. And yes, I did walk around the house saying, hey, where are all the white women at? Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. That That's deserves a YouTube comment. Yeah, probably. I've given up on Black Mage. I haven't updated my Black Mage Lewis since 2018 to include new stuff like Malignant's Earring because I can never find a reason to play it. Pretty sure my core can do more magic damage in nearly every situation than a best-in-slot Black Mage without taking any serious risks at this point. Pretty sad they've let Black Mage fall by the wayside like this, to be honest. And yes, it is. We talked about Black Mage from the last episode, yeah. of course. But if you really enjoy it, it's not like you can't still use it. There was that one guy, and I don't want to call him a fanboy because it's you know pejorative, he just really likes the job and he's trying to defend it even though I think it wasn't yeah. grounded in reality as much as it was grounded in his love of the job, which, you know, be all the black mage you can be. Right. But if you really enjoy something, even Rua made a video about black mage, what, a year or two ago? I, I don't yeah. know because I don't really watch Rua's videos. I just know he had a black mage one. And that was one of the few I think I've watched like outside of his lore videos. The I didn't go back to watch that last one. Sorry, Rua. I watched those before we had him on to do lore to try and like, you know, immerse myself in the lore here and, you know, open myself up to the topic more. But I watched the Black Mage one and it was like one of the couple I did. And that Black Mage one actually had stuff in there like it's never going to be as effective as being a DD, but having an occult acumen set to skill chain with yourself and magic burst and stuff. That, that's cool. You can certainly do that on yourself solo with trust and that will be a fun time if you enjoy the job. And certainly you can work it into groups, even though it might be suboptimal for sure. There are certainly ways you can work it in. But if someone sees, like even if you or I saw someone who really is passionate about Black Mage and you really like it, there's no reason you can't pump all of your gill into it. Because really, at the end of the day, as we talked about with content coming, the speed it comes at, that's what the game's about now. It's not about blazing through to endgame unless you're super new and want friends and you can't find them before that. But... Uh, but it's like it's investing in those fields now of study, shall we say, in this game that you really enjoy. So if you really like Black Mage and you want to spend hundreds of millions of gil on it and making a mythic and spending all your time doing that, even if you're disappointed with the end result, if you truly like something that much, that is what the game is about nowadays. That's it. I guess I don't understand the the if it's not first, it's last mentality. That, Everyone uh, wants to be the guy. Yeah, and, and people give up on stuff because... It's not first, but I mean, most of the time it's not really that far behind now, albeit Black Mage is still pretty far behind, but it can still be used. And if you like Black Mage, go Black Mage. I mean, if your name is never at the top of the parse, are you still going to wake up tomorrow? Like, it's okay. See, I've always really enjoyed playing a job I know is weaker, like Blue Mage, compared to other DDs and still winning like an Ambuscade parse because I have yes. an advantage in knowing what I'm doing to a certain extent. I'm not, you know, as great as... Some other people might be, and I'm, I'm, I still think I'm better than the average guy because I try to figure everything out or know, you know, like you, you know, math and things, and I'm not a yeah. math person, but I still try to know, learn all the mechanics and every little niche thing and try to try to like work in like little tiny things that give me just enough to steal the parse from a job that should really have buried me. 
and I enjoy victories that. Victories are sweeter. Those but victories are so much sweeter. They are too, sweeter. Because, yeah, if, if I blow up a parse and I'm on like Dark Knight or Dragoon or something, I, I don't care. Like it's expected at that point. But if I blow up a parse and I'm on Beastmaster or if I'm on Dancer or if I'm on, you know, Geo, which has happened. <laughs> uh, that's a story i don't even know we have time for that uh, yeah um th- those victories are just so much sweeter and like if and it's I a job you're passionate about and you get to actually do that sort of thing and that's what you care about then that's way more cool than being like well i guess i spam torque lever enough this run yes there's more satisfaction in that than trying to be the best ronstadt you can be right but still that to do that and be on a job that is not as strong as other jobs at this point in the game uh, you have to be comfortable with not winning the parse. And I'm very comfortable with that. But ever since we've had these these talks and podcasts, Fox, I've become so comfortable with the idea of never winning, but still having fun and still ultimately beating the content that just the idea, I don't even care what Puppet Master's DPS is right now. I don't care if Monk's better. I don't care if even Blue Mage has better D. I don't care what it is. I don't even need to know anymore. The fact that I've geared the job up very well, better than others, or you know, I'm thinking about buying a stupid Boulder earring plus one for 80 mil. You know, even <laughs> oh, though God. I don't have unlimited money, I still have to farm Divergence on Thief now to get this gill and stuff because I don't merc or get anything to bring in money. But just gearing up a job completely is, you know, almost a, pretty much a limit you can gear it up to or messing around in a spreadsheet for a while. And just, it, I don't care if I win the parse. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be successful because I have not given up. Yeah, you're doing something cool anyway. You know, you're you're playing the job in a way that people don't expect. And I mean, that's where a lot of my success on Beastmaster comes from is I play the job in a way that people historically have never played the job and have actually looked down on. And if, you know, if you keep following the road you're following and like you're doing the stuff that we were talking about you doing on Pup, you know, and actually developing that, that's sort of just a really cool thing that you are challenging yourself with and having more, more fun with because you're not just going, well, yeah, I guess I can stand in the corner and use maneuvers and, hopefully tank this mob and i think that's that's ultimately the moral here above everything else was that uh you know if you're really enjoying something it doesn't matter if people want to invite you or this or that you don't need them to invite you if you are successful enough because not only does someone eventually look at you as like an icon mr uh beastmaster over there with beastmaster That is just going to be that. I understand liking the job, but it's a little on the nose, and you can see how the confusion mounts. But nonetheless, as long yeah, as you're doing that, then eventually, like I never thought I was going to make a blue guide or something. And you just you keep playing the job because you're enjoying it, or you're successful with the content you're tackling it with, or for whatever reason it is. And if you stick on that road, it just ends up working out. It looks like whether it's you on beast, me on blue, or. Whatever other job, like, you know, people tell me, thanks for the thief guy. It's like, I made that guy, I don't even play thief. And now I play thief and it's a little better because I put more <laughs> sets true. in it. But yeah, that is true. People kept asking me, that was the one thing I kept asking, can you make a thief guide? And I would spend, I would respond back. I'd be like multiple different people every couple of weeks. And I'd be like, I don't even play thief. It's like all the people who ask Rua to do the summoner guide. Yeah, but still, Rua is more of a public figure. I think people right. think Rua is more approachable than I or this or that. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, Rua is more of an icon than I am for certain. Not that I want to be or that I don't want to be. It's just, but I think it, that's just, the fact. Uh, I guess what I, the, the comparison I was making is asking people to make guides for jobs they don't really play, you know. I just mean, because you're known for making a guide, right? I had played Thief just by that point. I hadn't played it for years. Well, yeah, and I mean, I've played Warrior too, but it's level forty-nine. Well, what I'm getting at is like, just you, it's not something that you you would think of right away because 
it's not really your thing. Like you decided to make it your thing and it could be because people asked about it or maybe you just had a morbid curiosity. I was, I was getting back to a job. I, that was my second yeah. 75, I think another okay, bad okay. second. That was, we talked about my first 75, but that was my second 75. Now they're bad choice back in that era. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yes. I've, uh, the dude that got me into playing this game, um, ended up quitting because he was a thief and couldn't get past level 65. Oh, uh, yep. I remember that. that. You can get invites on that at the imps either. People don't want to bring a thief to the imps because, oh, you get amnesia. You can't use sneak attack. You're worthless. It's like, okay. No, this is before that, too. Like He was he was excited to get an invite to Bibica Bay. Well, I, well, I'm putting it in the time frame of myself in that exact situation, yeah, yeah. just a different different time in the game. Same problem, <laughs> different change, yeah. <laughs> different day, same problem. Welcome to Thief. Same and people still see Thief that way, and to a certain extent, I think that might be what trickles into Dancer. I agree. Yeah. Though I think a lot of people fear unstacked weapon skills, I think is the main thing. You and with do. both jobs being DDs, they're like, but the unstacked weapon skills are bad. With great buffs on a job that can wear store TP with high native multi-attack comes great DPS numbers. Yeah. Back at it's a, back in when the Black Mage days were waning off, we had a thief on our link show named Pancakes. And before after Pancakes eventually because one day as things happen in this game, Pancakes vanished, never said a word, never came back on. Don't know what happened. See you, Pancakes. If you ever hear this, hi. Uh, name was only spelled Pancakes exactly as you would spell the word. It was a great guy. I mean, I don't know him personally, but he was a great thief. And it was actually inspiring to, you know, because I was the mindset of if you're a great job and you can do whatever, just come on Thief. And it was still a time period in the game where people were still doing Black Mage. And you were getting more into the melee burns. And I was always trying to push it maybe even before it was a universal thing like it is nowadays. And this guy would come on Thief. And it's like no one was inviting Thieves for anything, but I would talk about, after seeing him, I would talk about how great Thief can be because this guy would win the parse on Thief back in a day where Thief didn't really win the parse because he knew what to do, he was geared up, and he was being the best Thief he could be. And that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And dude didn't give up because he wasn't getting invites. He just went out and proved everybody wrong. Yep, and that was even back then when Dancer was super, super cool for Quick Step because you needed it. It was actually oh, after that. Sure. That was that was after the evasion nerf. But before the evasion nerf, Dancer was like demanded, and no one had it because no one talked about it. And people <laughs> right. still don't have Dancer. That's true. That's true. All the dancers out there are hiding or hide in. No, no, he's not a dancer. Oh wait, no, he is a dancer. Oh, actually- snaps on. Oh, you got it. I just guessed. Look at me. There's another one here that I'm not going to do. This guy giving up on his Murgulus because it, he says he got catfished and he's depressed and this and that. So there's a mental health episode in there. The person that yeah, I love was fake. Oh boy, that's rough. Attention seeking on Reddit by telling a story you hope someone will respond to you about. Well, it's not attention seeking. He's legitimate. This guy's obviously hurt by this. Holy shit. But that's a bit of a... Probably. I mean, this is, I mean, he said it happened back six years, seven years ago now. So, I mean... Hmm. At some point, you get over it, right? Uh, well, in most regards, yes. And I mean, there's always a scar that's still there. If you're in a motorcycle crash or something, there's still a scar there eventually later. But it's not like you know, like you're limping forever. Hopefully, it's funny. Uh, one of my one of my favorite bands is a band called Bayside, and I actually got to meet their uh, their frontman Anthony Ranieri I'm at a show once. And I was like, "Thanks, man." You know, when I was in my and this is when I was like, I think like 26. And I was like, yeah, man, uh, thanks for what you do. I did the whole like fan thing where I, I, I thanked him for what he does. Thanks for your and, guide. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Thanks for your guide. <laughs> and, you know, your, your music <laughs> helped me through some tough times when I was in my early 20s, you know, stuff like that, you know, because it, it was, I mean, when you're when you're that age, like you vibe to stuff and you relate to things, right? 
Um, and he said almost exactly that to me. He goes, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that was, you know, that worked out for you, but you got over it, right? <laughs> oh, shit. I, was, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. And then we took a picture. That's shit. Oh man. I mean, that's not shit. I mean, oh shit, but oh man, that's, that's something. It's good. It's good. Right. Like it, it when, when people like, yeah, we'll, we'll just sit there and just call it for what it is. It's like, this guy could probably get over this murderless thing, honestly. Yes. Uh, and it's like all his friends are gone. You know, this guy seems like he needs some, some help. But um, one thing I always like to say, because sometimes I even go out of my way to be horrible, is I always say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. It's not my phrase, obviously. Everyone's heard it. But that I, I like to especially throw that one around a lot because... I just, let's see, the other day I was looking for uh, the pony. I haven't killed the pony in like a couple weeks since I said anything. Not that me saying anything changed anything, but oh, someone's no. killing the pony every day. Right. Whenever I go to check, I'm not like spending much time. I go check a couple zones and I just say, okay, it's not up. It could be up somewhere else. But I was actually going through uh, Fort KM, which I usually never do. And there was some guy there on Blue Mage camping the weapon because you got to kill the rabbit there or whatever, I believe. And I was running by. And he's like, if you're the guy that made that guy, thank you very much, by the way, or whatever. And I just responded back, I'm just a poor boy. I need no sympathy because it's easy come, easy go. (laughs) And and the person didn't respond back. So for all I know, I could have just upset the person by being a stupid ass. But I need no sympathy. I'm I'm a poor boy. Your heroes will never live up to their expectations. Oh, yeah. You don't think they're going to start randomly responding back with queen lyrics. But you have to keep track of it and just respond to the next person with the next part in time, you know? See, I always hope that they'll respond back with something stupid so we can do a stupid thing together. Because that's what I'm I'm taking away your appreciation from my own. Like, okay, great. You appreciate me. I'm now taking that from you and I'm going to have fun with it because I don't care otherwise. Fair. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes people really jam with it. But most of the time people saying thank you kind of just after I do something stupid, they just, you know, that's it. They give up on that, Fox. I can believe it. This guy gave up on Black Belt. I slaved through hunting the NMs for Purple and Brown Belt, got the Behemoth Tongue and Aspid Egg, then quit. This is going to go into Squishy Taro again, of course. Then I reactivated and came back (laughs) to find Moonbow Belt is objectively better in every sense. It's not objectively better. It is better. You're talking about level 75 content versus 119 10 years later. So then then I made an effort to get the Worm Beard... Mm, it's kind of like a login thing it's an effort traded the three items to the door to get them out of my inventory and popped Fafnir with the T I got from the KSNM 99 just NM just for kicks and to clear up inventory that Fafnir dropped riddle so it wasn't a total loss I don't know what the point was there because did he get his black belt did he just only get riddle because it's not a 100% drop on the the worm beard anymore I think he just mentioned the riddle thing because like rangers are camping riddle right now because it's are not they really? Club. Yeah, it, it basically has almost the same TP returns that Kraken Club does, um, but it it doesn't cost you you know like four hundred mil. It's more than four. Not four hundred mil. What is it like? Something I don't ridiculous. even know now. I don't, I don't, I don't even care. It's good enough, basically. Like blurred knife plus one is also good enough, guys. Like fight me. But um, I mean, yeah, at that point because you're going for something that has tons of accuracy and one less hit around, right? To something that has no accuracy and an extra hit. That doesn't yeah, change. like like people get lost in the Kraken Club's like eight hits thing, and they're like, "Oh, eight hits are going to happen," but that's actually fairly rare on an attack round for that to occur. I think even if you pull up the auction house page on Kraken Club, someone broke down the odds of it, and it was like eight percent. It was like something stupid in there for all hits. It yeah. was like generally it was going to be like three hits or something. Basically, the difference isn't really that huge. 
but yeah, I mean, the the person I guess got something out of it. I mean, congrats. Some, but still, like, I mean, farming riddle and not getting it. Why would you have given up on black belt when it has no purpose anymore? That'd be like me saying I've given up on getting Blaudos from the E and M that no one ever does. Or why would you even be sad about that? I mean, I realize that you put effort into it back in the day, but it doesn't mean that it should follow with you for all time. I don't know. People have these weird mindsets, which is why I think this resonates so widely. Is you know the whole point of this that I think we obviously haven't gotten around to is. Everyone has something they've given up on, and it's some random thing sometimes, but why are you thinking this way? Black Belt was something that you got upset at my mule for having because I did the KSM 99 and stuff, and I got it like one out of one on the first two at least, and that was like a not a common thing. So not only did I have no sub job, but I was going one out of one on these KSM 99s, and it was just ridiculous. I could see being upset because it was just like to have someone walk all over it for the sake of the walls. But I mean, I mean, the game is gone. That'd be like being upset that you never had rollerblades as a kid. I mean, what what is the problem? Why are people so caught up on these things? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I would actually be thrilled because now there's a piece of gear that, you know, is not directly related to the effort I put in before, but I can just slap it right on my waist. I never had Healy socks. Dude, I never had Healy's to chase my feelies either. <laughs> but i think i'm probably for the better because i did not oh boy here's another old a lot of these were old school ones there's people on reddit that are posting in this that never post is lurking and they have all these old school concerns almost giving up on kohler seal body i guess this is modern 45 percent drop chance and i have five over 25 kills of the Veru, of the garuda v, vnm don't question mark took about two to three days for the other seals going on three weeks for this one so is the person just not procking? And it's not Probably. a 45% chance drop. It's multiple drop slots. doesn't mean it's 45%. There's, there's a lot of people who don't proc in Abyssia, honestly. So two like to three they, days of not procking and you have only gotten five seals. Wow. Yeah, they swear by not procking stuff. And honestly, if it's right there, just, just proc it. Like, if it takes if you don't have two days. Ninja, like, do it. Yeah, just, just burn yourself a ninja real quick. It's okay. Don't even need a ninja. Just go with some procs. I mean, geez, two yeah. to three days for five seals? That's ridiculous. You're averaging two seals a day. <laughs> It's pretty rough, yeah. I don't know how long you're playing for it, but holy shit, three weeks. He says, going on three weeks for this one. Three weeks to get five seals. What is going on in this world? What's funny is in that time, they probably could have CP'd their, their summoner legitimately to 500 and had enough time to farm the gill in order to buy the Bayami robe. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure you only wear that collar's body for the uh, the skill. I, I could be wrong. Like it might have like an elemental siphon part on I it. I don't. But know. I don't think it's that piece. No, no, the elemental siphon piece is the I think feet. It's skill. Yeah, it is. I think it, it's, it's skill and damage. But they haven't reforged that piece yet. So within maybe the next year or so, maybe it'll be important again. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess like cool that they're chasing their dreams. Like maybe they want the piece just to be a completionist, you know. And I can understand it and accept that because you know I. I have five, five gear that I don't need, but um, I, I, if it, if it's something that's actually critical enough to complain about, just go get the workaround done because it's not too tough to, you know, just go give it some Bayami. There's of course the good ones in here, like stage four, uh, a shooting and farming heavy metal plates for Masamu. Sure. But what, let's let's keep going with the bad ones here. Ranger to ninety nine. <laughs> I just didn't like that job and all the inventory management. I had issues with my Corsair, but the job was fun enough to overcome that. So let's get this straight. You play Corsair, and you have the inventory problems, so you decide to do Ranger, and now you can't handle inventory problems? What is this? 
I mean, honestly, they made a, a somewhat okay decision, though, because those jobs wear almost the same gear to an extent. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the pieces are similar, so I don't understand how it's a problem with inventory management and you already have those pieces of gear. Store your JSE, you're fine. Oh, this is the Fox lesson here. I can't do the new Shoal content because I need the Porter Moogle. Yeah, that is basically my content. And I, I am still sitting on um, a, a Mog Sack that only has 43 out of the 80 slots so that I can like cram JSE in there in order to actually be able to attend a, a three boss rush run if I if I need to. That is kind of frustrating. But as it currently stands, even if they had a Porter Moogle in there, with the amount of lag that's in that zone, there is no world where you'd be able to actually cycle through your JSE and and make it within the time limit to change jobs. It's just not possible. Uh, trying to start on a mythic. I don't care how cheap slash easy it is, which seems counterintuitive. If it's a mythic, it's not about how cheap and easy it is. It'd be about how expensive and long or, or you know, roadblocky it is with uh, assaults or something. Yeah, most I, expensive. Yeah. So it's already wrong with the bat, but I'd rather be doing something else than bashing my head against a wall with what is all required to make one, even suggesting me to work on one with something else, with someone else is dreading. Is he saying he doesn't want it? Whatever. I guess he doesn't want to work with other people. I don't have the dedication for this game like I used to. The same could be said starting O-Chain for my Paladin. Okay, so I got this one too. I got this one too. This is great. You're going to love this. So that person, the game for them is Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> but even though I don't have the time like I used to, you know, I used well, to work no, a lot but, less. But I mean, you you still have the mindset to where if you're going to approach something in this game and know that it's grindy, well, just go after it. You'll get it eventually. There's no Correct. reason to give up on it. Like, I'm still working on my Burt Gang. That's like a running trend that I say that almost every week. Um, <laughs> I need Alexandrite. I just haven't cared about farming for that specifically. And instead, I'm upgrading Relic plus three Dark Knight stuff. Dude, but, I, I did, like, I got to a point two and a half years ago. The reason I have Kinkonkin when I say I've only farmed two mythics in all these years is that first mythic was really, really taxing. But when Ambuscade came out, I eventually went and did the uh, assaults or whatever on something because I was helping Carrot or other people just, you know, over years I had, I had gotten like close enough on tokens, close enough on Icker where I could just do it and be done with it. But I'm like, I'm letting all these months of, of points in Ambuscade go to waste. I just, for like two years, just let most of that Alexandrite build up into Kinkokin. So I was working on Kinkokin for years, and I had no desire to play Pup. I'm like, well, what do I want to make? And I just picked Kinkokin, and I'm like, maybe one day I'll play Pup again. So <laughs> that's how that happened. So for this guy giving up on his mythic, I mean, hmm. yeah, it doesn't like, have to I be mean, bad. There's always a weapon. Yeah, it's not invigorating content. I mean, it's still level 75 content. You will face roll it, and it will be boring while you do. But you will get to do cool things after it's done. So nothing says that you just have to immediately get something done, and you're irrelevant until it is done. Again, the first, if it's not first, it's last mentality is quite stupid. And uh, if it's, you should It's excruciatingly painful to people to have to live in such a dichotomy that's false like that. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I had God Hands because I'm like, well, I'm making Ionic Sphere, but I'm also Link Shell. I don't have anything I need, so I'll just start making things that maybe one day I might use. And so I was using God Hands on Pup before I finished King Konkin. So it's not like not like there isn't another weapon you can use, as I was saying. Just pick something else up. You don't need to make a Mythic. It might change right. some things like Tizona's MP and stuff, but it's not. If you want to play the job, you don't need to do anything. So just work on it for years. Who cares? 
exactly. I can't think of like a mythic that you're going to use in like all situations either. Like you're only going to use in every piece of content because it's always going to be the best because all things in this game are situational. Like just because you have a liberator, for example, it doesn't mean that it's always going to out DPS a caliber. And I just pick something out of the air. And I'm sure people will argue about that somewhere. And I'm sure they do on the dark forums, but whatever. Um, on Beastmaster, I made an aimer because I like Beastmaster, not because I was going to win every parse with it. In fact, very commonly when I'm meleeing, I'm actually not even using aimer. I'm using Dolly Kennis, the ambuscade weapon, because it does straight up more damage. Uh-oh. It's situational, guys. And see, I think a big thing, too, is everyone understands that things are situational. I mean, that's just a fact of life, not just this game. But I don't think everyone goes, yeah, it's situational. But they kind of wait for someone else on auction or something to argue the point of why this is better for the situation. And they know it's situational, but they don't even know what the situations are or anything. Because I'm not going to say I know. You know better than I do, generally. I just kind of, you know, either figure things out with other people's inputs or these posts like everyone else does, too. I I don't, I'm not trailblazing here. I'm just kind of like riding the path that anyone else could ride here. I'm I'm being a bit over diminutive here of, of other people because when you read these posts, you kind of see just why are people so resigned to, I didn't get instant gratification, therefore fuck it. But still, I mean, you don't know these situations because I would never know Dolly Kennis is better than anything else and I'll play that job. But I mean, you kind of have to, if you don't care, I mean, you're going to have to eventually at some point do something. And if you don't know what's better in certain situations, you're just going to play the job. Here's a big one. And we just, you know, had that person post about Ranger, right? Um, Norcris is in our is one of the people in my link shell. He went Ranger to the Ambuscade this month, and I went Ranger to the Ambuscade this month, right? And Norcris actually went out of his way to make a Gastrophades, right? That's a cool weapon. And it is a cool weapon, and a lot of Rangers think they need to make this in order to deal damage. Well, we were in Ambuscade, and that weapon is probably one of the worst weapons that you can use in there this month. Um, you actually would rather just use the Aeonic Gun, which is free. And honestly, what I used, because I have Armageddon, the Aeonic Gun, and Annihilator, I actually just used Annihilator because I didn't want to pull hate. We were both Sub-Dragoon, and I just spammed Kornok until the thing fell down. There's so um, many I, routes you can take, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, and like it's an LOL Relic weapon. Like Relic weapons right now are notorious for being pretty medium, and, you know... <laughs> pretty medium at best. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even use his gastrophes. He used his his um uh his FOMO hot. And I started using FOMO hot too, but I decided to use Kornok. And at the end of the day, the parse was pretty even. You know, if only he had used Yoichi to really show you. Right? Uh I mean Yoichi is a bow, so that's actually another thing up there with Black Mage that probably needs to be fixed, honestly. That's the um, joke. Right, yeah. <laughs> now that I've ruined it. But what I'm saying is, is like all these rangers think they can't play ranger until they have a Kraken club and they have a, a Gastra so they can spam true flight. And it's guys, you, you don't use that as often as you think. There's a lot of recurring themes here, whether everyone wants to be the guy, they have to have the coolest weapon or have to do the most DPS or even even someone like Murr. He's so self-conscious about he lost the parse for all these years because he didn't know the mechanic. He still doesn't know the mechanic. <laughs> he didn't he didn't like understand and he, he, he doesn't like build his gear sets in a way that makes sense to either of us especially you who i would defer yeah. to in these situations but not that i don't put out sets too that i think of so i, I mean i'm pretty sure i could have an opinion but whatever i'm i'm, I'm yeah. praising you more than i should 
Sorry. Uh, you know, I just, there's a recurring theme of everyone wants to be the best and they don't really know what's going on and then they get discouraged and they give up and then it's kind of like they perpetuate their own problems and then it like creates this issue in the community here that is the overall theme that supposed to be the theme. I mean, we're kind of all over the place, but it's, 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 it's a topic that's all over the place too. So, I mean, we, we, we talked about not giving up and everything, but there's a lot of self doubt and feedback loops that go into this whole thing that keep coming up and all these posts and all of our stories of people we know and things like that. I mean, have to either temper your expectations here or actually figure out what's going on because I don't think many people really get it. Yeah. Is that the moral of this? People don't get it. You know, Will Smith once said, parents just don't understand Fox. I think it is. I, I think it's it. <laughs> uh, is it really that they don't get it though? I, I don't know. I, I think what it is, is it's just people seeing a road that is more than just the easy route and just going, nah, I'm sure there's an easy route somewhere. But I guess what they don't get is that there are other ways to win this to to win at this game. I think most people want to win at this game. I think there are more ways to win at this game than by what they perceive winning to be. Like you were winning at an MMO when you were having fun playing that MMO. So find ways to do that instead of chasing the dragon. So I think what comes to my mind now is Robert Frost has that poem about the um, the road not taken is the road you know that they take. And everyone yep. looks at it like it's some very big inspiring thing. It's this, you know, romantic idealism and, and everything like that. But he was just making fun of his friend <laughs> because his friend's very indecisive. So he wrote the poem to make fun of his friend and everyone like gained this deep, insightful meaning from it. And that's, that's awesome. I didn't know that part. Yes, yes. That's that's something I, one of the few things I do know in life. And awesome. I think that applies to people. In Final Fantasy XI, they all look for the guides, and they want to they want to take the path that's been taken, so that they don't have to take the path that's been less traveled. And I mean, really, it's kind of at their own expense, and they're making fun of themselves when they do it. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you're just gonna you're just gonna chase that like it's the only thing that's fun in the game. And what's funny is like people can get there, and then they're gonna realize that it's not hard to get there. Actually, yeah, it's really not that hard to get there actually. And look at Ron they're realize, well, I guess that's all I have going for me now. It's the only way I played the game up until this point. We keep losing. I'm just going to go to a different Link shell. Man, let's just span this group. I'll shout for another Ambuscade group. That's The Link shell thing is like super common, actually. Yes, yes. And uh, it makes it more difficult to play the game when everyone's treating it like it's the stock market. <laughs> oh, it's like Game Stonk. Hold the Link shell, damn it. God. There are times when I would sell the Link shell and move on to the Link shell, but you hold this damn Link shell. <laughs> hold the damn Link shell. The Link shell is going to the moon. Rockets and all. I think we're done. Yes, I think so as well. And it's good because this one is not super long. I mean, it's longer, but we're, we're good. Right. I think we covered everything there. And our unknowing wrapping up there, at least unknown to myself, that was that was good. All right. So if you want to give us feedback, WTF Vanadeal, in, or WTF in Vanadeal at gmail.com, uh, please send us an email or leave us a comment on YouTube. Thanks, Ron to... Fox. They're all sending it to the wrong email now. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I'm just saving you some, some time, right? Yes. And to whoever the person who is from Taiwan who suddenly started watching us on YouTube, uh, you know, ni hao and welcome. So we have our first person from Taiwan, I see, in the analytics, because I don't think anyone's using Fox said a VPN in the pre-show. I'm like, I don't think I was using a VPN through Taiwan. That wouldn't be a place you send your data through. Fair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so hi to that person and to the Canadians that are listening to us, because we have a few Canadians that are somewhere listening to us and the Germans and English people. 
anyone else is kind of like we have a one guy from Qatar, I think, some randomly never listening to us except for a minute, and Sweden and Sweden, and then there's one guy in Norway, I think. So whoever the guy in Norway is, say hi. Uh, but yeah, so join our Discord as always. It's always in the description, and email us or make a jingle for us to shut my spouse up and uh, things like that. <laughs> and uh, just feel free to jump into the the conversations on the Discord too. Um, there's a lot of channels that do a lot of stuff, and you know people will talk to you, and you can swap stories, and you know. Give is, us ideas for podcasts. <laughs> is Beastmaster going to join the Discord now? And like Martell and you had this thing about Paladin, the math thread. Because any guest who becomes a podcast guest is able to post in the math thing. That's the the secret that's now out. No one else can post it besides the guests and uh, you. Eventually. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, maybe Beastmaster will start having a thing in the Fox Danger Lab there about his Beastmastering. Maybe that'll be the next thing. I still got to see if he really wants to do it. But um, he seemed interested enough. I mean, maybe he likes you, but I don't know. I mean... Him and I have no rapport. I don't. I don't know how it is. Feelings are. He gets on here and you just immediately piss him off. I. I don't know how we jive, man. I've never seen that happen before. Uh, you know, above all, I'm reasonable. Okay, so that's it. If nothing else, I'm reasonable. Yeah. I mean, at least I like to think I'm reasonable. But you know, that's it. Is. It is what it is. There, even though I hate that phrase, it is. Right. It is what it's going to be. All right, man. Well, it was cool as always. Yep. Thank you, Fox, for joining. Yeah, have a good night, guys.